live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the Spare Notes series with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and William Cooper. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Spare Notes series. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokeTobacco.com, and I am joining you live from the Drew Estate... I'm sorry, yeah. No, that's right. <laughs> the Drew Estate Cigar Studios uh, in Boston, Massachusetts. And that's the problem with having two different studios. You know, you never know which one you're in. Um, and I'm joined once again by my very good friend, uh, Mr. William Cooper from Indian Trend, North Carolina, and from fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, also of SmokingTobacco.com, as always, the one and only Kevin Acuff joins us. What's going on, gentlemen? Great to see you guys. Good to see you too, buddy. Yep, I, um, Matt. You know, these are, you know, these are like two guys here. You know, what can I say? They're like, they're like my two other dads. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, it's nice. Like they get all quiet. They get all quiet because, you know, they don't, they don't like being (laughs) sentimental, but that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Someone's got to get this joke started. Um, no, it's, it's, uh, it's great to be here. It's, it's been another eventful week, you know, I mean, nothing worth talking about here, but you know, in general, um as as these things are and uh look forward to this sorry that we're starting a little bit late tonight but i had my uh my first we had our first family outing um as a family today well maybe not our first first but like our first real like going out to a restaurant with the baby and um you know all was well until uh you know she had her first everyone's been like oh have she done the blowout yet where like it just goes everywhere outside the diaper and i'm like no no we've been good you know she's you know had kind of well her first blowout happened in the middle of outback steakhouse today so nicole um had to go clean that up unfortunately and you and you and you just ate your steak right well again as i explained to you william um the reason why i i had no problem going the issue was is that nicole who had already kind of finished eating and was full you know, it said, you know, you stay and, you know, uh, I'll go. And I said, okay. Uh, but when she came back, I, I, I helped out and I, I actually took her and I carried her out to the car and a little blanket and all of that. So, um, no, it was good. But, you know, these things happen. The shit happens, right? Isn't that what they always say? Uh, this time, it's literally, it did. Of, course, of course you helped after she's already clean and the dirty work's done. Yeah. And then he just sticks the coal with the bill, right, on top of that. What are you talking about? I paid the bill. Jeez. Okay, I guess. <laughs> I, I can totally see that. We're leaving. He goes. Oh, yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, you got this, right? It's always, you know. Got, you it's always a... I'll, I'll take her to the car. Uh, yeah. Coop, the difference is that doesn't sound anything like me, but when I do you, it sounds just like you. And when I do Kevin, it sounds oh, just like him, too. <laughs> well, welcome to the Smoking Tobacco Show. I'm your host, Matt Tobacco. Uh, here from the uh, Drew Estate Studios. Oh, wait, is it the J.C. Newman Studios? I forget. Are you done? <laughs> the, eh. My question is, is they lob, do they have a lobster at Outback Steakhouse? I don't get lobster. At, you got to remember something. I live in New England, so I don't buy lobster at Outback Steakhouse. I don't buy their frozen shipped-in lobster tail from headquarters and, like, wherever. You know, I when I want lobster tail, I I go to the right places. You know what I'm saying? I've picked it right out of the tank at Red Lobster. So. Red Lobster is not – no. Red lobsters. I picked the lobster out of the tank. There's no red lobsters in New England. You know why? Because everyone who's from New England knows better than to go there. 
<laughs> That's why. <laughs> who, 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 don't even who, say it. Don't even don't even make a Junior's cheesecake remark if that's where you were going. Well, it's like going to Junior's. I I, I, I thought of you. We took, we my wife and I took a rare picture and put it on social media last night. Uh, I know. Because we were we were thinking of you I when know. we saw a Cinnabon at the <laughs> we were at an amusement park. We saw a Cinnabon and we said, I said, damn Matt Matt's gonna be happy. Uh, you know, they have Cinnabon here. So I took a picture and I said, no cheesecake here is all I said. <laughs> no cheesecake. Well, I said to you, I go, yeah, it's because it's not cheesecake. It's a Cinnabon. <laughs> oh shit! Well, 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 but you, but you left Junior's cheesecake to go to Cinnabon. That's the that's the the crime that was committed here. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. But we, we, we thought we, of you. I mean, my wife doesn't. My wife does not put a lot of. We don't put a lot of pictures of us on social media. We did a rare one last night. You know, the so. the fact that you took a picture with Lisa for me and put it on social media yeah, that, meant yeah, a lot, I, that meant a lot to me it really it did, did. Yep, it, was, yep. it, was, it was nice I, all bullshit aside I was like oh look at that that's nice I did get a yeah. good laugh it was it was funny but no it was cool <laughs> yeah, that, yeah we did it was cool you know sorry I'm just all over the place today it's just been one of those weeks um, but yeah no I mean uh, the impression of me uh, I'd, I'd you know I'd give it a I'd give it a, like a Charlie Minato like 77 um, you know it didn't burn right it <laughs> You know, uh, all the all the things he would say. Um, I'm, that's that that that's how I'm gonna that's how I'm gonna grade that that Im- impression because I I thought it was just, it wasn't good. No, it wasn't. Uh, we got a lot of big things happening here on the Smoking Tobacco Show. Um, you know, a lot of big things. We get that ninety-one to uh, the McAuliffe Black. Kevin, that's on you. You did it. Don't look at me. <laughs> that, that shot was at you, not me. <laughs> no, that was at you. That was at you. That wasn't at him. Why would it be at me? I, I didn't do the review. It was him. He wasn't taking a shot at the review. Every time the cigar comes up, you say, it rated 91 on smoking tobacco. Well, not Every for nothing. Like- yeah, but not for nothing, Coop, but they're a sponsor. So when I do the McAuliffe ad, like, that's, you know. That's- I'm about to you. It was just, I don't know, it just it flowed out of my tongue easy. <laughs> You know, if I wanted to do you, I'll have to be like, oh, you know. Oh, we got, we got, we got, we got a big Alan, secret. Alan, uh, you know, Alan <laughs> Rubin, you know, Alan Rubin, you know, him and his comments, you know, I, <laughs> I, I shouldn't get into it as far as that goes, you know. Ooh, oh, we, we have a really big guest, but I'm not going to say who it is, you know, but it, it, it's going to be Steve Saka. And that was the classic <laughs> the other night. Like, I'm not going to tell who it is, but it's Steve Saka. <laughs> He just did give a secret. I'm laughing my head off. I mean, we don't only have I almost drove off the road when I – because I was listening to you guys driving back from my final leg of the trip. And you did, I'm like, he said blow – I didn't know what it was. But I said, he just spilled the beans on it. He did. He did like, to so be he, fair. To be no, fair, no, it, wasn't, he, it wasn't my fault. It was Nicole's fault. She's the one that said too much. She's like, oh, he's a really big guy. And I'm like, guy, how's it going to fit here? <laughs> so, to be fair. It was Steve Saka at that point. Wait, what happened? No, I did. I did not know. I didn't see. Like, I didn't real. Once they said it, I figured out. Okay, that's what Nicole meant. But I did not know it was Steve Saga. I'm like, who's this big guest he's got coming up? Like, uh, Carney. Like, I thought maybe Carney. I picked it right away. Carney's next week. Carney actually was funny, and it's this actually didn't. The the planning didn't happen until actually after that happened on the show because Carney texted me like yesterday or maybe Thursday. And was like, hey, I'm going to be in mass next week. So I'll come over and we'll do the show. And I was like, oh, yeah. So actually, Carney will be in studio next week here with me. So, uh, uh. yeah, which 
That we didn't know until after that other thing happened. But Steve, you know, Steve had to reschedule because he had um, – sorry, i got to fix my camera here. Steve had to reschedule because he was scheduled to come on the same night that he did, like, that last, like, summer of soccer thing with Abe. And so I was like, yeah, yeah no problem. Don't worry about it. I, mean, I, knew that, I knew that was a big deal, and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And uh, he gave me plenty of notice, so – it was uh, it was all good, but he, we were emailing. He was like, "Hey, he's like, aren't you, aren't you like nearby, like in Massachusetts or whatever?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And he was like, "Yeah." He's like, "If you want, like, I mean, I'll come over and like do it in the studio." And I was like, oh, "All right." And I'm like, "Yeah, I, I've never had any other than Carney, who's more like family to me." I'm like, "Yeah, I've never actually had someone come to my house and be in person with me." So I'm like, oh, that's okay. And it wasn't like I wouldn't do it. I was just like, oh, like I've never really thought about it because I've never really done it. So I'm like, okay, well, yeah, let me let me talk to Nicole. Let me think about it. So I'm like, oh, so Steve's willing to come here to my abode to do the show with me. So I might have to do it just so I can stay. Steve was here, and Steve and Carney are the only people who have ever been in my studio with me. You know, I've only had three. I've only had three people. I've only had three people come over uh, in the last six years. So who? And um, first was Scott Weeks, okay, of Reclus Cigars, and he lives in the area. The second was um a guy by the name of Ryan Frailing. He was with a company called Island Lifestyle Importers. They were doing the Tommy Bahama accessories and some cigars for a while, and he was in town. And then the third was Kevin Schweitzer of Rockefeller Cigars, who was in town. Ah, oh, very cool, very cool. Yeah, but I live. See, I kind of live out of the way, like. I live in the southeast part of the region, and the airport's in, like, the northwest part of the region, so not a lot of people want to come out my way. It's it's kind of completely off the path, so um, occasionally, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, it will work out. I actually, you know, but most of the time it doesn't work out to come out towards me, because everyone stays up by the airport when they come into town. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm in, I'm in Watertown, <laughs> which is just outside of Boston. Um, yeah. So anyone who goes through Boston, I'm pretty close to. But there's also not yeah. a lot of, like, shops and stuff around me. So no one's really right. hanging out here. Now, Nicole and I will be moving to New Hampshire pretty soon. And uh, when we do, we'll be closer to, like, Twins, Two Guys, Castros, everybody up there. Um, and so, I don't know, maybe more people will come by then. Plus, I'm also going to have a bigger area to do my show when we do. So um, we'll have a bigger studio space. And it'll be uh, a little bit more... Uh, not only that, but it'll just it'll be a little bit more. It'll you know it'll be more guest host worthy. You know, like I do, like I yeah. do this like downstairs in the garage, um, which is fine for me. But like you know, to have people over and like hang out, it's not really like the coziest place. But I make it work. You know, I get my show done. Um, well, yeah. When when Kevin was over, I didn't Kevin Schweitzer. I didn't even have the right chairs. I mean, it would, but he was a good sport anyway. We were using folding. Now I got like real chairs in here and everything. So, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, yeah. I, I, I have a couple of those too. And you know, the early, the very early days of the show. I mean, this was very basic. I mean, we didn't even have a backdrop. You know, we had a table, we had folding chairs. I mean. We've still come a long way, but we're we're still evolving as, as a studio. Well, Matt, you've been in my lounge. You know how cozy it is in here. So I have been to the, the A Cup at the table. It it definitely. Uh, I could get maybe one other person in here, and it would be tight. Mm -hmm. The my problem is the space is here. I don't have a smoke 
eating system to have really more than two people. Yeah. It just won't. That's the problem I have. And, and I don't have enough. I, to invest in that, I don't have enough people over enough to justify spending that kind of money to really amp up the smoke eating system. So I got two Rabbit Air A3s that don't run until like the end of October because I can leave the door. Well, maybe a couple more weeks. I don't know. There might be a few. But usually by the time I get to mid to late October, I got to start closing the door. And keeping the heat on, you know, because it gets really cold. And then I have two Rabbit Air A3s. I got one here, and then I got one over there. Um, and with the two running, I've had four people out here smoking at one time. And it it was good, but, I mean, it was probably probably at its max. Um, but it's yeah, I, I, ideal, like, fan. two or three. Ideal is two or three, really. I've got a 750 CFM exhaust fan in here and a rabbit air. I mean, pretty much like you, I can get four, maybe five comfortably. If you get more than that, it starts to get smoky. Yeah. Yeah. The rabbit air is great. I mean, when I'm by myself, it's like you wouldn't even know there was smoke out here. With me and Nicole, well, pretty much the same. Once there's a third person, it's pretty clean. But, you know. It'll get a little hazy after a while, and then maybe I'll open the door, let the smoke out, close it, and let the heat fill back up. Four, I can do it, but long period. Like if you're like if we're in here for like one cigar, like it's not bad. But if like we're out here for like six hours, like on a Friday night or something, we're just out here all night. You gotta you gotta vent it out here and there, uh, just to kind of give the machines a break. Um, but then after that, like just it won't even do shit. Um, so it's the only thing I hate about these cold weather regions. Why couldn't we all just live in Florida? You know. Barb and I will be there soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll be there. I'll be there in November. Yeah, um, we'll be there in November and then we're planning we've probably got about another year and a half and then we'll have a we'll be Florida. We'll be six months in Florida and six months in North City of Ohio. So No, oh, there you go. There you go. Um Oh, I see Mitchell's here with us. Mitchell's watching. Hello, Mitchell. Hey, Mitchell. Barbara's here Mitchell. with us. Carlito's here with us. Paul DeGrocco. Um, Mike's here with us from Opus X Society. We have Jay Davis was there with us. Um, we got a lot of people here with us tonight, so thank you, everyone, for being here. And I uh, appreciate you. And again, sorry for the delay, but, you know, like I said, I was, I was out and about and... I uh, just kind of had my hands full and just need a little bit more time. But we're here now. We're live. Um, let's talk about what we're smoking tonight, how we're lighting it. As always, our accessories of all kinds are brought to you by ST DuPont. Be exceptional. Um, I am using the amazing new Defi Extreme twin torch lighter. This thing's badass. I'm telling you. This is great. This thing, I uh Coop's got one. Less. Yeah, I messaged Les how great this thing is. Um, but so I got the white, you got the blue, I got double this flame little, lighter. This beautiful thing, nice. This this thing is really cool. This matte red with the is with that the a maxi really jet, nice or is that the um, or is that the mega jet? The... It's the mega jet. Ooh, the mega jet. Those are cool. Yeah. Nicole has a copper one right here. This yeah, the flame cool. on this thing is so freaking cool. This this flat flame, it's wild. It really this, is. This, see, we've been this a holds lot a lot of fuel. Yeah. No, sorry, Coop. What were you going to say? I mean, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. You finished. No, I was just going to say, we've been seeing a lot more flat-flamed lighters um, 
in the last couple lately. years, I feel like. I don't know, Coop, you've been around a lot longer than I have, but it's, I just it, feel like I, I didn't. When I first started smoking several years ago, I didn't really see that. Now it's like Cigar Blondie's got one, DuPont has a couple of them. Uh, there's yeah. a couple other brands I've seen. It's like the flat flame uh, is getting popular. I want to say, didn't Palio do something with one? Or, or as Icar wanted them, I thought. I think something. they did too. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I know I've seen a Zycar flat flame. I think yeah. I actually might even have one in here somewhere. The, but yeah, the, this tank on the on the on this lighter, the Defi, is like huge. I mean, you it you put a lot of fuel in, but it's you're gonna have a lot of fuel, is what I'm saying. You'll use it, yeah. I mean, it'll 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 last. Yeah. So I mean, I, I will didn't... say, I mean, as a whole, like I I have you know three different Dupont lighters here, and and I mean they all seem pretty efficient to me from a, from a fuel use standpoint. I don't know if anybody else shares that same sentiment or not, but they, I mean, yeah, I they agree. Seem, they, they seem like a very efficient lighter with these, you know, smaller cans of Dupont fuel, you know, last a long time. So, so I'm looking at the comments here. So Jay Davis said the patent expired in the flat flame. So I assume Dupont had the patent first, probably, and now everyone else has it. Because um, I know, like the Slim Seven, I think was like the first Dupont. That I think had the flat flame, that I know of, and I don't know if that was the first one, um, but that's according to J. Davis, the patent expired. So, if if it was Dupont that held it, <clears throat> and now everyone else can use it, that would make sense. Um, and then you know it's funny, Carlito's with us here tonight, and Carlito had said in the comments, um, if I can get this thing to click, I agree, Matt. Going back to old school flat flame rocks indoors. So, oh yeah. Apparently, so the flat flame is an old school style. I don't know. That's interesting. It's a it's a great. I I'm a big fan of the flat flame. Now, this has the double the double torch, which uh it's a little hard to see, but it kind of has the uh the angled one, so it kind of comes together a little more concentrated, um when when you're doing your lighting, and I'm actually gonna I'm gonna light up the uh, my father. Maybe you hundred años rated ninety two on cigar coop. See, there you go. There you go. Now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. That's and I'm telling you right now, I'm Coop Coop has not told me anything. All right. He's not told me anything, but I will tell you, I know on a personal level how much he loves this cigar. For those who watch the cigar coop list, you're gonna be waiting for a while. Don't get worried. I'm I'm putting money down, it's gonna be towards the top. I'm just it's a it's it was the highest rated cigar this year. Yeah, so when the countdown happens and he gets to like three and you still don't see it, don't worry, it's coming. I'm telling you right yeah. now. That's me. That's me making like a yeah. sports bet prediction. Cigar Coop puts that in the top three. Since we kind of introduced it like that, Matt, the smart ass in me has to ask, what did we rate the McCall Black? Uh, 91. 91. 91. And, there and Kevin, who, and Kevin who, who did that review? The Kevin guy, I don't know. It wasn't Mitchell, oh, right? No. Yeah. It was a 91 rated on, on smoking yeah. tobacco. You know, we... we yeah, some really Kevin guy that worked for smoking tobacco. It, this came up with the McAllop open house a few times. <laughs> so, I uh, just wanted to clarify. Jay Davis said Lotus had it first uh, six years ago. So, apparently Lotus was the first one to have the flat flame. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate that. Uh, so, wait. That came up at the McAllop open house? Yeah, I forget who brought it up. What, that I say 91 all the time? 
No, they said, did you see it got reviewed by Smoke and Tobacco? And I said, yeah, I got a 91. He's like, yeah, that's right. I forget he said that. But... <laughs> yeah, see? People read. I said, yeah. I said, Matt will remind you every time. <laughs> I said, no, but I, and, and honestly, I said, Kevin reviewed it. I said, he really liked that. I know Kevin really liked that cigar. And yeah. um, I like to agree. I think the Toro is the better of the two sizes now, I'm ready to say. Uh, I think the Toro, which is the one you guys review. I have the Toro review coming up in October. Kevin, let's just put another tally up on the wall. Another time, Cigar Coop said we were right about a cigar. Another tally. Um, <laughs> as far as that goes. I said Kevin was right about a cigar, <laughs> not you. I said it to you as well. I was like, I think the, the Toro's better. And you're like, oh, all right, it, we'll see. And now you're like, oh, the, you're the right. Very, but the Rubus <laughs> is a very good cigar, too. It's, I'm not knocking the No, Rubus, I agree. I, they're both really good. <laughs> I just think that the Toro performs a little bit better. And I think that the, the flavor like... complexity is just, I don't know, it's the Toro for me was just more well-rounded. It, it, it develops slower. I mean, for me, it just develops slower, so you just get more of appreciation of the complexity of it. Yeah, yeah. I um, I I'm smoking an Atabay tonight. I there was one out here, and I said, "Ooh, what is that doing out here?" And I was like, "I'm just gonna smoke that now." So I have an Atabay with me, and Kevin, I noticed that you're smoking what looks like an H99. It is an H99. Yeah, Kevin's got taste. Kevin's got taste. I haven't smoked one. It's been a while since I've smoked one of these. these have been, uh, listen, been... you know I'm a Lancero hater. I read I the review. I read the review. It was a great review. Nice job. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm not a Lancero hater. I'm tough on Lanceros. I, honestly, I'm not. I, I, I've given Lancero Cigar of the Year. Um, so I'm not a, I have a reputation for being a Lancero hater, but I don't hate Lanceros. Uh, that H99, which I've been a little tough on that blend, it's really, the Phineas Gage is fantastic. That oh, absolutely. That is by far, I mean, that thing is outstanding. Yeah. I am not in, I know, like, there are people who love that cigar. I just, I haven't been in love with the H99. But the Lancero is really good. I, um, I have a couple of them, and I don't think i've smoked him yet i can't remember. i don't think i have but i have a couple and i read the review and i was like i gotta go smoke one now because i gotta know yeah i don't know how accurate this it's is it's an el- it's an eligible for the, it's an eligible for the uh year end list though for me is it because well, it's, oh. is it because it's so limited with its because it was event because it was event it's event only. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 we don't we don't it, it was it had it yet so we don't we don't count that yet yeah is barbara the, i each have one of the have one each of those left so it'll be a special occasion smoke for sure yeah, it it really they really did a good job. I mean, I was shocked how well it performed in the Lancero. I was just completely shocked. Barbara said, "Of course he has taste. He married me, didn't he?" Damn straight. Aww. That's right. All right. You know, my rock, my rock. Kevin's always got his wife in the crowd cheering him on. Yay! When my wife shows up, it's usually to be like, "Hold on, oh Matt did something," and I'm like, oh, "Here we go." <laughs> just well, usually, is, it usually is the case. <laughs> hey, all my friends call Barbara my unicorn. It's just like, well, she smokes cigars, she drinks whiskey, she likes race cars, she likes going off road, she likes motorcycles. It's like, how did you find her? <laughs> You're lucky, man. Matt Ty, Lanceros are tough to get right. When they're good, they really sing. I like that. But, that but they're very hard to get right. Yeah. They're very hard to get right. Yes, that's the problem. Yeah, I've had quite a few conversations with Alec and Bradley Rubin about that, and I know like Lancero is one of their favorite sizes, and 
like you know we've tried this in Lancero and tried that in Lancero it's like we have them and we smoke them but they're just not right so we never released it they have a they have a great Lancero actually in the Alec Bradley portfolio the coil absolutely the coil a, uh, and you got me turned on to that cigar Matt Booth that Lancero he's like you gotta smoke this if you haven't smoked it because I had smoked the coil and it's a good line but you know me I avoid the Lancero right and he handed me one. He was at an event. And he actually handed me one, and I'm like, Matt, this is really good. Yeah. So they did a great job with that Lancero. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm a big Lancero guy. Now, that's not to say that I haven't come across some Lanceros that just didn't get it right. But I, I sniff out a lot of Lanceros when I can, and I always try to try them. Yeah. So I have had a. I actually, I have a bag of Lanceros. On my desk here, there's a bag of Lanceros. This is just a bag of all Lanceros, and I have. I, I, mean, I, think, I think Lanceros is definitely a cigar. I mean, you have to pay attention while you're smoking it. You know, it's not something you can just can't rip set down and just. Oh, you, know, you just you have to baby it, and if it's done right, I, I mean, my opinion of a Lancero, if they're done right, it's probably the best rep representation of wrapper binder filler that you can get. The Espinosa, the uh, Laranja Orange Lancero, one of the fucking best Lanceros out there. This is a good one. Coop, I, I, I don't know how you feel about this one, but this is a great which Lancero. One, wait, which one is it? The Laranja Orange from Espinosa. It's okay. He's a Lancero. Okay. okay. It's, uh, um, is, it, is it the best size in the Laranja line? No. But uh, it's very it's a good Lancero, yeah. Yeah, I didn't say it was the best size, but it is. It's a good Lancero. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one that I've enjoyed is the Oscar Valadares, the 2012 Barber Pole Lancero. Oh, that was awful. Really? That was awful. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I like the 2012 Barber Pole, but the Lancero. I had awful. one, and I thought it was pretty good, but I don't know. Let me put it like this: it was a it was a store exclusive for a while for my retail shop, and I had to deliver the bad news on it. <laughs> it was awful. I, got, I just felt I that here? Candela was taking over too much with it. I got it's the, better in the in the bigger format. I got the Agonor Salif and a Vasario. What, what was the one that uh, Noel Rojas did? The blue it was the blue blue something. I can't think of the name. Like I'm blue totally bonnet. Drawing a, the blue bonnet. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I that thought was pretty, that was a really good Lancero. Yeah, that Agonor and a Vasario. You talking about? Yeah. Was that that's a good Lancero? Yeah. Yeah, I got a couple of those I in there, too. I believe that one made the coupe was when it was the Casa Fernandez and our adversario. Was that, so was, that the, the coupe. was that the 15 coupe? Yeah, it was the 15. Yeah. That's when they were doing it once. They were coming out with one size a year, and it was Casa Fernandez branded. Yeah. But that was a very good Lancero. I'll give you that. The um oh Jay Jay's here. Don Carlos Lancero may be the best regular production cigar on the planet, but that's not you a know, regular Carl production though. That's... No, it it is. That's very good. And Carlito gave me the twentieth anniversary Lancero when we were down in the DR. Yeah. And uh, I promised him I would finish it when he gave it to me. It was really good. Um, because I know he didn't want me to like not finish it, but uh, it was excellent. Really good cigar. Look, I will say, you know. We talk about Lanceros being tough and Coop. I, as much as I love Lanceros, I think more than you, and I agree, and I and I'm in agreement with you. I think that it doesn't. You know, as much as I love them, I, I I agree that you know they're not always right. You know what I mean? Um, but having said that, Fuente does make some of the best Lanceros, and I well, think they they know how to make them. That's what. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
I haven't had a bad Lance Arrow from Puente. I, I honestly, every Lance Arrow they've done is is outstanding. Because you, they know they they dedicate they put dedication into that size, and they have specialists who do that size, so they know what they're doing with that. Yeah. Paul DeGracco says Coop hates on Candela though. Hmm. No, I don't hate on Candela. I don't hate on Candela at all. That's not true. No. Wasn't it? Oh, I, I thought that, wasn't I, it you who I was that, talking about that? No, it was somebody else that was hating. No, on it definitely wasn't me. Um, Who's hating? No, on there's Candela some Candelas right? I really like. You know, I talk about. I like the Fuente Candela. I like uh, the Lafleur Double Claro. I like Illusiones. There's there's some I don't like, but um, but no, I like I like those. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, the Lafleur. That that's actually a really unique Candela. Yeah, the Double Claro is is really good. Um. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Who was I talking to? Espinosa's wasabi is great candela. Yeah. Who was I talking to? That I was talking to someone recently, and they were like, "Oh yeah, fucking candela. What a waste." Like blah blah. blah. And I was like, yeah, "It wasn't me." Yeah. Like who was that? Oh man. That was they're definitely fucking... an acquired taste because they're. I mean, there's some. There's some. There's some bad ones out there too. Yeah. There are some bad ones for sure. Matt yeah. Ty, Matt Ty said Jordan from Dojo can't stand Candela. I don't know if this is true, but that Matt had said that. That's um, true. Yeah, I don't think it, him him and Eric Eric both. I don't think either one of them care for him. Uh, on the on the Coop team, we have um, Dave Burke, who does the jukebox show with me. He is a Candela freak. He loves Candela, loves it. That I think I remember you telling me. Yeah, he really. I mean, anytime I get a Candela, I send it down to him. Um, and he, I mean, there's Candela's he's liked that I haven't liked, but uh, he's very, uh, yeah, he's he's definitely a, a Candela fan. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't smoked a lot of Candela's. Um, I've probably, I've smoked probably like less than 10 different Candela's. Um, but I remember the one that I had most, the last one that I had, I think was the Sinistro Candela. And Kevin, I know you're a little bit more familiar with that brand, so you might know what it's called if it's got a name. Um, I haven't smoked it. But do you know the one that I'm talking about? I actually don't. I think. I mean, it's like it's, I'm, I'm yeah, like good friends with those guys, and I'm gonna be honest. I don't even. I didn't even know they had a Candela. Somebody gave it to me, so maybe unless they don't make it anymore. But somebody gave it to me, and it was a Sinistro, and it was a it was a can, all Candela, and. I just remember being like, oh, Candela. All right. Well, I'll give it a shot. And I remember smoking and being like, huh, that was actually pretty fucking good. Like, that was better than I just I thought it was. There, there definitely it was a Sinistro Candela. I, I do remember one. This was a few years ago. But maybe they don't make it anymore. Maybe that's what it is. Because I, I acquired it from someone that like, that, like gave it to me. I don't, I don't know where they got it from. But I remember yeah, I can't like, oh, say I've ever seen it. Yeah. I know going back, I mean going back to the Lanceros. I know, um, I think I, can't, I think it was last year at Rocky Mountain, Eric Espinoza. They did pool noodles and they did some of their their common blends in a Lancero that was supposed to be a pool noodle. And they had the wasabi in there, and that was like the most intense Candela cigar I think I've ever smoked. The wasabi, yeah, in, in the Candela Lancero. So Garrett uh, Copelman 
is here and says, isn't it called Mr. Candela? And you know what? I think that is what it was. It was the Mr. Candela. I think Candela. that is what the Sinatra, right? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Ends in their line naming for sure. Yeah. Um, I did smoke that. You know, they did release that Espinosa wasabi can, uh, Lancero, and that was a, for a Lancero Candela, I thought it was good. Yeah, it was, it was I, way I was surprised about other sizes of that, and it was actually, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised because uh, Hector gave me one of them. They released it, at, I believe, at TPA. But Hector gave me one. I thought it was good. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Sinistro Mr. Candela. Robusto. Cigar single. In stock. 1250. Oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah, I'm going to have to track smoked, one of those I, down. I smoked that. Uh, and it was good. It, yeah. Definitely check it out. It was good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. My good um, buddy Roger here should have that in the shop, so we'll have to pop over and try and grab one of those. Yeah, there you go. See, now you got something to grab next time. Um, but yeah, it was a. Uh, I forget where we were. We how, we how did we even get on that topic? On the lens. We were. Oh yeah, we were talking about the uh, the Phineas Gauge because you just did the review. The Phineas Gauge, yeah, right, yeah. right, ninety two on cigar group. No, yep. I'm sorry, every ninety on cigar group, right, ninety on cigar group. <laughs> He's got the score right. Jesus Christ. You know, those old timers, you know, they start to forget. So, see what you for two fucking. Yeah, you know, it's uh, you know, that's funny. I like you know, Coop. You know, Coop came out. I was gonna be nice to Coop tonight. You know, I was like really excited that he was here. He came right out of the gate making fun of me. So I'm like, you know what? I'm taking the gloves off, man. As far as that goes. <laughs> Uh, what is the uh, Paul said? I saw a guy wearing an All Wednesday T-shirt today at Disney. I had to stop him and chat with him. That sounds like a Paul DeGrocco thing to do. <laughs> oh yeah, hey man, about you that. like cigars too? <laughs> oh man, you know what? Yeah. Uh, Paul, are you ever not at Disney? Like, you know, he took off today to go to Disney. Uh, we, we, yeah, but he was so he missed KMA today to go to Disney now. I, I am missing KMA in a couple weeks to go to Dollywood. I'm going to be totally honest, I am. But I'm also, like, it's a, it, I'm going away with my wife. We're not taking even the kids. We, 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 wanted, we just want to go see Dollywood, so we're going to go there and do some other stuff. So he, but, I, but I'm not going to Dollywood, like, several times a year is what I'm saying either. Isn't that, isn't I, I, haven't been at, I haven't been at Disney in, like, three years. Four years. Paul claims he hasn't been there since May, but I think maybe he went a few times and just didn't tell anyone so he could make it seem like he doesn't go there as often. The <laughs> last time I was at Walt Disney World in Florida was 1996, I think. I think you for know, me it was like 2008, I think. It was, for me, it was like 2015, and we had a corporate event we did at Epcot. And I got to say, when it comes to a corporate event, Disney's right on point. They really do a great job with hosting an event. So, as much as I make fun of Disney, I gotta say they, they do a great job when it comes to hosting events. So, yeah, my staff my, aunt, my aunt actually retired from there. She was a seamstress to make the costumes. Oh, cool! Right on. That's cool. Paul yeah. said we refused to go in the summer with the amateurs. Ooh, shots fired. What are you, a professional? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what is a professional? 
I didn't really <laughs> with the amateurs. A, he says it so like world attendee. He so, says it like such an aristocrat. Like we don't go during the summer with the nobodies. Uh, <laughs> wait, is that, is that is that like is that like a pinkies out kind of comment? <laughs> we only go in the fall. <laughs> with the you know the you know when we leave our house in the Netherlands Antilles and uh, you know. <laughs> he said yes, I am cool. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a professional. He's a professional. Oh yeah, he lives in a. He lives in this mansion. That's right. <laughs> he has a private golf cart. Yeah. Who does Paul? Paul's got this mansion he moved into. Yeah. Wow. Why have you been there? No, but we've seen pictures from it. Oh, okay. I mean, like uh, there was when he was doing those like Bonner wine commercials, he would film film it from his house. Oh yeah, I remember those. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let's not even talk about those. <laughs> Oh man! Okay, everyone's getting made fun of tonight, and it's funny. We can't say his name too many times because then he'll show up. But someone's not Don't here. Don't do it! Don't do it! There's gonna be there's gonna be actually physical harm. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> can't even say it. He's not here. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just shocked. Just just enjoy the moment, okay? Enjoy the peace and quiet. <laughs> enjoy. You know, you get a little time. You know, you love your baby, right? You get a little time away. Enjoy the moment tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's my 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 free time. Doesn't need to be infiltrated with nonsense. <laughs> that, that that's the way to approach it. <laughs> speaking uh speaking of, so how was the McAuliffe Open House? Um, you know, it was a really uh. Here's what I'm gonna say: it was a really good event, right? But here's what I'm gonna say: if you're going, if you were expecting to go to an event and show up like 50 cigars coming back, this ain't the type of event for that. Yeah. Um. So it it's not that type of event. I looked at it. There was like a three components to this event, and I, I wrote about this on Coop, but I'll kind of just summarize it here. The first is there's a really nice cigar dinner at Riata Restaurant on the rooftop, um, in downtown Fort Worth. So Fort Worth is a great like city. It's got a Western vibe. Riata is a restaurant owned by Al McAuliffe and his family. The food is unbelievable there. They have great steak. They have the tamales. You have to get the tamales if you ever go there. It's some unbelievable tamales. So, so it's a you know it's a dinner where you know you're on the rooftop. Uh, they have some Macau cigars you can smoke. And again, it's more of a uh, it's more of an interaction type thing. The second is they kind of do a cigar crawl over the weekend to various retail shops. So basically, they do they they go to about four retail shops. And there's like a like a pop up event there, and again you could go there. But they don't make you buy McAuliffe. Uh, you could buy whatever you want. You could smoke whatever you want. And again, I see a lot of the ambassadors who you know they meet each other online. It's a great place for them to interact and 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 get to know each other. And then the third thing is the actual open house event itself, which is held at McAuliffe headquarters. So you get they open up the warehouse, similar to what they do, Kevin at Lazona Palooza. So there's food, there's drink, uh, there's uh, games uh they give you a tour of the facility um just just a, just a really and and, and riata riata caters the event so you're oh, getting okay, like nice. more riata food that night too so nice. it, it, yeah so it's one of these events and like i said i think the the vibe of fort worth is really cool because dallas is much more cosmopolitan it's like more like a city city that we're used to but fort worth they call it the uh they call it like the uh where the West begins, or the gateway to the West. So it's got a little bit of that cowboy feel to it. Uh, so it, it's just a great setting. And then where they are is in Weatherford, which is about an, uh, 25 minutes west of Fort Worth. 
and it's in kind of this small Americana type of town. It, 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 I, I like the event a lot. Like I said, I'm not looking for an event to go get 50 cigars, but um, what's great is the McAuliffe team interacts the whole weekend. They, they bring everyone out there. The whole sales team's out there. All the staff people were there. Uh, Mickey Pegg was there from All Saints. So, um, I, I, like I said, I, I probably won't be able to go next year because I think the plan is I'm going to enter back, but I would go back again for sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't go last year uh, just because travel was limited for us last year. This year we have the baby. Uh, but it's it's been, you know, it's one of those things we wanted to get to, and hopefully maybe next year we can. But also next year, you know, who knows? We we may go to enter tobacco as well. So I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, we're actually, um like, I think the plan is Lisa's going to come on that trip to enter tobacco uh, because I think we're going to go to Austria the week before, as it looks like. Um, so we actually have been planning this out, or uh, like, actually doing some of that today. Um, oh, nice. Think, okay. So I think because uh, – I'm not interested back. Not something I'm gonna go to every year either. So, um, we figured let's strike while we can still go around Austria. You know what I mean? We're still young enough <laughs> to tour. Yeah. We may not have many more years to do that. So, uh, so that's the plan. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I would say this event, the McAuliffe event, and then I combined it with some other things. Like, um, I went to see Jay Davis, good friend of ours um and it was just wonderful spending a couple of days with him i every time i see him we're busy at pca so this was really nice i got to be in his store which is i love that store uh, i got to see bear who um you know i don't get to see him one-on-one -on -one a lot either so uh you know i kind of put a bunch of things together with this trip um and you know it made it worthwhile to go i mean kevin you've been to lazona palooza i'd say this has a similar vibe event uh, how it is. I think it's very similar. Yeah, yeah it is what I would say. Um, you know, because even now at Lizona Palooza, they do the, uh, they only do one store, but they go to Caribbean Cigars, as you know. Mm -hmm. on, on, and I think that's a nice part of the trip, too. So, um, well, that's, you know, I mean, Caribbean Cigars is a must if you're down there, anyhow, but that's really cool that they actually include that as part of Lizona Palooza now. Yeah, Alan did a, Alan did a windfall of business when, the year I was yeah. there. Yeah, um, Alan is good dude so it's awesome to support that shop well you know that's my official shop when i'm in miami uh but i just walked in one night and kevin was there so well it's it's, it's it's our official shop too it's like when we go that's the first of all we, we go there and we go to galliano those are yeah our, those I, are, I i went to galliano with terrence um we invited ourselves over to clutch burger one day and terrence was there so but yeah, Alan at Caribbean, I mean, that's just, I mean, you're there, Hector's there, Brian is from Cavalier Cigars, he hangs out there a lot, so it's just like, it's like the industry, the, the who's who of the industry hangs out Yeah, Caribbean Cigars yeah. Miami. Definitely, uh, I know Javi from Placentia goes in there a lot, uh, Terrence used to come in there from time to time, I think he moved, but Terrence has been in there, um, so yeah, a lot of people... Uh, I know Mickey, Mickey Peg, and Andy Yaffe were just there the other night. So uh, that's where every that's where the cigar and what's good about Caribbean is they're open very late. Mm -hmm. So so like you know you can you can walk in at eleven o'clock and Alan who owns the place he's he uses that place to smoke pretty much. So he'll he'll be there at like four in the morning. Thursday nights or movie nights. Oh yeah, yeah, movie nights a great night. So uh, and then usually uh, they do football on Sundays, although. I've gone over Jack Tarano's house to watch the games a couple of times. Uh, breaking baseball news, Coop. 
Matt Ty has told us that the Minnesota Twins clinched the American League Central. Now, if they could only that was yesterday, a, I thought it was yesterday, wasn't it? Uh, he's saying it now like it just happened. So he's like, now if they could yeah, just win a bloody playoff game. Well, they don't have the Yankees to do it this year. It's true. Uh, I, I'm a, we're getting closer to the Phillies of locking up that four spot, which is we need that we need that four slot for sure. Uh, because we, but no matter how, we have to go through the Braves. So I mean, you got to beat the best to be the best. So, do you think it's too late for the Phillies this year? Oh, Matt said it was yesterday. Uh, okay, never mind. Okay. Um, I think the Braves are a better team than us this year. I mean, I got to be very honest. They're a historically good team this year. So the only way we're gonna get them is get lightning in a bottle in a short series like we did last year. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I'm. And look, the chances of both the Braves and the Dodgers going down, like happened last year, it is unlikely. So I just want this team, look, if this team can get the 90 wins and they can go out without a whimper against the Braves, I'll be okay with that. Um, And then, you know, I think we could really start next year. Next year we should be taking that step to be in that upper echelon. What? You know, there is a collapse going on in baseball right now. Oh, yeah? Who's that? It's San Francisco Giants. Oh, here we go. They have collapsed. Here we go. Here and we go. They I know have exactly collapsed. where this is going. Here we and, go. And it's very reminiscent of the Phillies collapse under Gabe Kapler in 2018. I'm just saying it, right? And, and and I've heard, I've read a lot of comments like the team's kind of like died in September. And that's what happened with the Phillies. They went into this swoon where the team just like went flat. And that's a Kapler, that's a Kapler trademark. Um... So I mean they're in great danger of missing the playoffs this year. They ha- they're not out of it, but they are in danger. But I know what you want. You just want them to collapse just so that he can get fired and you can make your post. Be like, well, this he's is not what getting fired. He... <laughs> no, he's I not getting you. fired. Darian Essie's <laughs> coming back. Darian Essie's coming back. So that's not that's not that's off the table. Yeah. But what I can say is it will be. All right, you guys, everyone tells me what a great manager this guy is. This is five out of six years of not making the playoffs. And never want to play. So that's that's I don't know where the greatness is. Is what I'm. That's, most managers don't get five of six years of not making the playoffs in this in this sport. Most managers don't last that long. So that, I think that 107 win season did save him for sure. He would have been gone otherwise. Time will tell. He's got next year. See if he can get it done. I just want him to win a World Series so I can be like, "Will you shut up now?" And you can be like, "Well, he oh. won a World Series, you know. What can I? I you know, I can't really argue with you there, you know." As far as I you guess. know, I will say this, and I know you know I'm always on coaches, and I've been on this coach a lot. Okay, uh, Matt Lafleur <clears throat> has done a very good job with Jordan Love. Oh, and you can't. This is the other one. Yeah, I forgot now, about him. <laughs> now, now, the, now, now, the question's going to, and he has. You can't argue that, right? I don't think anyone can argue. The question I have for Matt LaFleur is the question I've had for the last three or four years with him. Can he win a big January game? That's the question. And I and that's what he has not been able to do. Yeah. In a big January game when the you know, can can Matt LaFleur get his team over the top and that and he has come up he has flopped in every one of those. But I, I tell you what, I was the I was the two coaches that really impressed me this year in the NFL, I know I've deviated a little are LaFleur with Jordan Love, who I think is, and I think uh, Mike McDaniel with Tua. I mean, these guys have really built offenses around these players, and you can see the results. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny, Matt, Matt Ty said, holy shit, did Coop just say something nice about Matt before? <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt, Matt, I, Matt, I know. Look, I tell I'm, it like I'm it shocked. is. I, I tell it like it is. 
So like, uh, if Gabe Kapler uh, won a World Series, would you bow your head and be like, he won a World Series, he's not a piece of shit? Or would you be like, nah, fuck him, I still hate him anyway? I think I still hate him enough because of what of, of 2018. I it knew it. I got to be honest with you. I, I, the 2018 collapse, which I, in my opinion was the worst baseball collapse in the last 15 years. Oh, my God. Um, I will never, ever get over that. Um, and how he came back for another year after that is still beyond me. So no, that there's, 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 I don't really have a personal stake with Matt Lafleur, right? Other than I just think he's an underachieving coach. Kapler really screwed my team, and that that's the issue there. That's like us. So basically, if we ever hear Coop say something nice about Gabe Kapler, we know that he got abducted by aliens, and it's not really. Look, listen, if if I make the phone call, if I call Matt and say, "Hey, Matt, you know, this Gabe Kapler's doing a hell of a job." Imagine that's when you call the FBI and the police. Okay, <laughs> be like. <laughs> Something's not right because something's Coop, not right exactly. Yeah, Coop's whole, I'm in trouble. Coop's whole family's like tied up in the living room. There's a, it's a hostage situation. He gets one phone call. He goes, "I know who I'm calling." He calls me. I go, "What's up?" And he goes, "Hey, uh, I, I just wanted to tell you, I, 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 I think uh, Gabe Kapler's uh, he's doing a great job right now." I'm gonna be like, "Something's, <laughs> something's wrong. Call 911." Like, Hold on, one, one, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Something's not yeah, either yeah. that or he's ha- or Coop's having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I'm telling you, it's one or the other because it ain't, that ain't happening with me with him, man. That's like, panic panic him, man. That's like his yeah. panic code for the alarm company. It's like they call, he goes, you know, they call, is everything okay, sir? It's like, yeah, Gabe Kapler is my hero. <laughs> and they're like, we will send the SWAT team right away. Uh, <laughs> Do you need medical attention? I think he's going to win a World Series. We'll send a couple of fire trucks as well. Um, yeah. yeah that's that's good call. Definitely the case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm a Cleveland sports fan, okay? So, I mean, I have it probably worse than most. Yeah. Well, you've not had terrible. I mean, the Indians have had some, some success. I know it's a rough year this year. The, the Cavs are, you know, they've won a championship recently, and they're pretty good right now. So, it isn't like the old days of Cleveland, what I'll say. The Browns no, are the I mean, Browns. I don't know what else to tell you about the Browns. Um, but yeah, good luck with that. I feel yeah. sitting in the dog pound throwing freaking milk bones at John Elway when they knocked us out of the AFC Championship. Oh, that was a that was a rough one. That was a Marty Schottenheimer game. Yep. That was that was the year. That was Before the year you guys. The Denver went to the that was the year Denver went to the Super Bowl, I believe, against the Giants. Well, yeah, because that was the AFC Championship game that they beat us. And if Ernest yep. Biner didn't fumble, we would have went to the Super Bowl. Yep. Oh, man, you guys are showing your age. It's way before my time. You, you know who's a big You know who's a big cigar guy on the, on the Browns is Eric Metcalf, I've heard. I've heard he's really into cigars, Eric Metcalf. Really? Yeah. All five foot eight of them? Yeah. Good utility. He was a good utility player. I'll say that. But yeah, I always remember the call. Metcalf up the middle was like watching a pinball go through the middle of the line. <laughs> exactly. It's a little guy. Yeah. I'm trying to find my next cigar here. I think I might go to Red Meat Lovers Club. I'm gonna go with a ribeye. Yeah, I think that's the right choice. I think that's the right choice. Sorry guys, don't mind me. Just trying to figure my figure my shit out here. Um, I forget what I was gonna say. I got all distracted now. All this, all this good talk about Matt Lafleur. <laughs> I'm blown away. Um, I I'm, look. I am not again. Well, you, 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 January when the January game comes along, 
I'm going to probably have my same position. Let's see if he can manage and coach in a January because he's been awful in the playoffs. I mean, no one can deny that he's been atro- he's been atrocious as a, as a coach in the play. He may be the worst playoff coach I've ever seen. Ah, uh, it's hey. hard to top that. Coop, it's time. It's time. Uh, you should be sports focus. I do like. We the, made it. We podcast. made it. We made it almost an hour. We made it in almost an hour, but it's time. Almost an hour. Yeah, we got yeah, almost an well, hour. Well, I know. Um, like I really like McAuliffe is running the like the F one contest on a weekly basis, where if you can, you know, pick the 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 winner second, basically the podium in F one, you can win a box of cigars. That's pretty. I think, pretty it's, a, cool. I think it's a. I think it's a, like I said, I think they do a great job at, uh, at their ambassador community and, uh, engaging with it. You know, um, and that that event's a big reflection of the ambassador community as well that I went to. So. And I know this came up. A lot of people were talking about they like that Formula One thing. Even some people who don't, who aren't into Formula One got into Formula One just by having that so, contest. So uh, it's a great contest. I agree. I mean, of course, this year it's like, okay, well, it's going to be Max Verstappen and then whoever else. But but it's still it's a it's a freaking cool contest, and it definitely is engaging. And like like Coop just said, you know, if you weren't into F one, it would actually get you into F one just to participate. Yeah. Yeah, so the, I there's, think it's... <clears throat> there's a lot going on here with 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 the, with the audience. So you got first of all, Matt Ty, Lafleur is one of the best coaches in the league. Period. Coop can't handle the stop truth. Stop it! Stop Jay, it! Stop it! How many playoff? How many play? I mean, look at the playoff record. That's all I gotta say, Matt. I love you, Matt, but look at his playoff record, man. Jay Davis, he's terrible. The Jets and their coach did something with Aaron that no one else at Green Bay could do. He took less money. Matt Ty, Coop, couldn't wait to get out of me. Matt Ty, Coop, you are wrong. The players have to execute. Lafleur is not the problem. Uh, his play calling was atrocious, and then he admitted by his own by his own admission in those playoff games that he had to do a better job. So he's admitting it. I mean, it's not me saying it. Alan Rubin throws his hat into the ring. Matt Ty, well, I agree. Next. <laughs> next. Next. Yeah, I don't go, think, Matt. Next. Matt Ty, I agree. I don't think he has the most talented players. He loses in the playoffs because he doesn't have enough talent. And uh, yeah, but if you're, a good, if you're a good coach, you can win with what you're given. Uh, Tom Coughlin was a great example of that. He made chicken salad out of chicken shit with two Giants teams and won Super Bowls with two teams that weren't the best teams that year. I'm the first one to tell you that those weren't the best teams, but he got he got them ready to go in the playoffs. A good leader is going to figure out a way to win with the tools that he is given. Yep, Matt yes. Ty, Jay Davis, that is laughable. Cadet's a good man. We got so uh, we got we got some headbutton going on here over Matt Lafleur. Uh, this time it's not it, really with Coop. I you know listen, I have two Green Bay fans on the Coop team, Dave and Bear. So um, you know, believe me, I have they're they're, they're big Green Bay fans. So Matt Mike uh, said, Coop, what do you I think don't about Fields and the Bears? They're awful. Trash. Oh my goodness, are they awful? I mean. <clears throat> What what is going on with the Bears is just is Mike. I love you, but it's the fucking Chicago Bears. I mean, no, but that's a historic team, though. I mean, you gotta give Mike something on that. I, mean, I know, but I, don't, I, I mean, heard what I heard, done? Their, I heard their I heard their headquarters locker room was robbed this week. Don't, don't the McCaskies have security out there? This is and they and you want to talk about bad coaching? The guy they got as their coach is 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 beyond bad. This uh, guy Oof. Eberfloss or whatever, he's terrible. He makes he makes Lafleur look like Lombardi. This guy in the Bears. They're not going to be doing the Super Bowl shuffle anytime soon. No, 
Uh, and, and look, I think the thing about Jordan Fields, Ohio State quarterbacks just don't make it in the NFL. Tom Wazuka wrote that, and he's 100% right. Tom Wazuka said they don't make it in the NFL. For whatever reason, Ohio State quarterbacks don't make it. Well, you know, there is a serious note I do have. Um, yes. You guys did hear about Charlie Manuel last week, right? Yes, we did. Yeah, he had a stroke. Uh, he yes. looks like he's going to pull through. I don't know what the after, but yeah, that was. A, I was at the McAuliffe Open House, and I can tell you, I was very shaken when I heard that. Yeah. Uh, Alan Rubin said, "Kevin, then why does Mike McCarthy lose in the playoffs with the Cowboys? Because the Cowboys fucking suck, and Cowboys fans just don't want to hear it." There's a chart online that shows this illustration, and it says, "Cowboys, yeah, beginning of the year, this is our year. Beats up on bad teams. This is oh, our year." Loses. This is our year, and then it says delusion, and it goes, "We are here." You know, <laughs> it's well, like because he, he doesn't know how to coach the talent that he has. I mean, uh, there's some talent on that team. I, I like McCarthy. I like he McCarthy. Got to utilize it. Don't worry, the Dallas Cowboys will lose in the first round of the playoffs. Don't worry. I think they're dangerous this year. Why? Because they beat I up on that... a shitty Giants team. No, but I mean, they, uh, that defense is, is dominant, and they have a very good offensive line. And how many two teams in the league can you say have both of those things going for them right now? Probably San Francisco. There's only a few teams like that. So, you know, that's that's a mark of a contender. Matt Ty said, here we go with the Tom Coughlin Messiah Complex. Man, there's a lot There's a lot, There's a a lot. lot going on here in the comments. You wish you had him. There's a lot going on. You wish you had him in Green Bay. You know what? If Tom Coughlin was on any of those Green Bay teams the last couple of years, would you tell me he wouldn't have some rings and uh, bring him back to Green Bay? Oh, I mean, I'm boy. being honest with you. Yeah. Oh, I mean, boy. think about it if you had a coach at Coughlin on those teams. Where's Bear Duplessis right now? I need him in here. Like he. So wait a minute. So what, so why don't we talk about the New England Patriots right now? Oh, well, what do you have to say? Still got more rings than all of you. So. Well, you can't. You well, sound like a Yankee fan now. You sound like a Yankee fan. That's now. because they had Tom Brady. Well, you know, we're st- <laughs> the, the, the banners are still up there. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> give Give Belichick. You know, like, it's here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say something positive. Mac Jones, who I wasn't high on, and I. I kind of see some things in him. He's gone through three or four different offensive coordinators right now. I think it's actually four because there were two last year. Hopefully Bill O'Brien will stabilize him and we can see what Mac Jones is going to do. But I, I give it a little more time. I mean, don't give up on Mac Jones. He hasn't had... Now he's got Bill O'Brien there and hopefully Bill O'Brien will be, will be there for a few years. My fear is that Bill O'Brien has a great year and he gets recruited back for a head coaching job. That's, that's the fear I have with Bill. He doesn't like to stay in one place too much. Well, you know, I, I, for me, I don't put it all on Mac Jones. Everyone always goes, oh, it's Mac Jones. He sucks. I don't think it's Mac Jones. I think it's, you know, other parts of the team. Um, I think that, you know, Mac wants to win, and I think that he can win and, like, win, win a lot. And I just think that he doesn't have a lot around him that's making that easier for him. That's my I opinion. agree. I agree. He doesn't have what he had. You know, I, I was watching week. I was watching, you know, week one against the Eagles, and it was the first half. And <clears throat> someone had commented on Facebook. They were like, "Oh, Mac is just dog shit. Here we go." And then, on literally five minutes later, he scored on a he scored on that drive. And then I think there was like an interception that they scored on, and they evened it out going into halftime. And I'm like. What are you talking about? And we lost that game, but not by much. 
And I have to say, I had people saying, like, oh, the Eagles are going to come in there and they're going to steamroll. And honestly, we almost won that game against the Eagles, who everyone keeps jerking off right now. Which and they have a good team. But we almost beat them. You know, we were one bad footing away from beating that team, right? And we lost, I think, what, by three? So I don't really call that, like, a bad loss. And everyone was like, ah, it's like, well, I don't know. I agree with you. I agree with you on that, by the way. I, I agree. Basically, what you're saying is like, you know, that, that close counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, and the Eagles played just good enough to not lose. Yeah. I mean, essentially, what I'm saying is, is everyone made it sound like they were going to go into New England and, like, oh, like they're going to eat your lunch. And I'm like, they, they didn't. They beat us, but they didn't, you know, they didn't just walk in there and sit around and just collect points. I mean, they, they, they had to work for it. I mean, I think that's – and it's still early. I mean, we're tomorrow's what, week three? So it's still way early in the season, and I still think there's hope for this Patriots team. I think that, you know, first few weeks, I think they still have tough some identity. Yeah, they have a tough division, but I think they have a little bit of an identity crisis that they're still kind of shaking off from last year, and I think that as the next few weeks unfold, they'll start to get into their groove. That's my prediction. Um, again, not not an, un, not, a, not an unreasonable prediction. Yeah, I mean, if by week eight – like, you know, they got, like, three wins. It's like, all right. Yeah, I'm like, all right. But, like, right now, I, I, I think that they still have a chance to turn it really around. But is this a Super Bowl team? No. But, you know, I think they have, I think they, I think they walk away with a winning winning record. I think it's just early, you know. I mean, you play Eagles week one. I mean, Eagles is a really, really fucking good team, you know. I didn't expect to win, but we also came close. And then who we play last week? Dolphins. I mean, Dolphins like we just said, Tua and they got a good team. Dolphins are the Dolphins are if they stay healthy, they're a good team. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 looking good this year. It's like I I mean I can't believe watching Cleveland completely shit the bet against Pittsburgh on Monday night. And who are we even playing tomorrow? I don't even know. You're playing the Jets. Are we? Yeah. It was a big back Zach movement going on with the Jets right now, so um, well, I think that we should be able to beat Zach Wilson. You should. I, I I think if I think I think tomorrow we beat the Jets. So where do we play? We play uh, we play in MetLife. Oh. I think we can beat. I uh, I I've stopped watching the Giants. In case people haven't heard this, by the way, I haven't given up on the Giants, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not. I I decided not to order NFL Sunday ticket this year. Or Amazon or anything like that. I'm just if the games are on, I'll, I'll catch it. But I'm not. I I can't. It's just I I can't watch them anymore. I just I just can't invest in it anymore. I'd rather my money. I'd rather give that money to charity than watch that team. Kevin O'Connor, this Sunday could be Belichick's Waterloo. Not, <laughs> nah, he's come on. This guy's six championships, nine Super Bowls. He's been done. Yeah, against Zach yeah, Wilson. He could, yeah. Look, the Jets have look. I say the, the Jets. If the Jets defense plays like they did against Dallas, uh, the Jets defense was awful against Dallas. Um, it's gonna be a very good day for Belichick. If the Jets defense shows up and plays like how everyone thinks they're gonna play, it's gonna be a tough game. Yeah, they were not making tackles. The Jets were not making tackles. Um. I was uh now I didn't see that game. I watched I watched the replay of that game, um but I didn't. See, but, but what I heard the, the announcers saying, and these were the Jet announcers, like 
They were talking about all the missed tackles by the Jets. Uh, and there were comparisons, this defense being like an 85 Bears defense. And I'm like, how can this be an 85 Bears defense? They can't make a tackle. They can't make a simple tackle, the Jets. Jay Davis said the guy to hate is Matt Canada, the worst OC in the NFL in the last 20 years. Not even a 400-yard game under his regime. He's the worst. Matt Canada. He is uh Who is he? He is the coach of the Steelers. The the golf of the coach of the Steelers, he's right. Huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree, Mike. Cleveland definitely looked like they were sleeping on Monday. They had that game in the bag going into the fourth quarter and just totally shit the bed. Well, now with Chubb out, that's going to be tough for them. Oh, yeah, I yeah, saw that. That was, that was like, the, that was probably like the most brutal knee injury or leg injury I've ever seen, like in any pro sports. I mean, yeah. I, remember watching I remember watching Anderson Silva, you know, Kick Chris Weidman and break his leg. I mean, that was nauseating. Yeah, the mixture thing was way worse. But I gotta agree with Jay. Matt Canada is awful. Matt Ty just called you a fair weather Giants fan. You could call me that. I, I said, call me that. I don't care. It's not that I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like rooting for them to lose. Uh, I'll watch them if they're on, and I want them to win. But uh, I'm just not. I'm so disgusted. Um, I feel, you know, I'm getting to a point in my life. I'm like, why am I paying for this crap when they don't care? It's like, I'd rather just take that money and, and give it to someone who needs that money over, over these guys who, who they just don't care anymore. Um, so if I, if I have to be called a fair weather fan and I'm a fair weather fan, I mean, um, it's just, I, I'm getting tired of this, you know, and, uh, it's just, it's ruining sports right now. And I see we give a guy, a, 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 like Daniel Jones, a contract like that. It was just stupidity from day one. I mean, a guy who's a journeyman quarterback at best. I mean, it's just unbe unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable they gave this guy money. And he's a nice – Daniel Jones, nice guy and everything. But, you look, you're going to get that kind of money, you better perform is what I'm telling you. You know who I can't stand, who I'm so happy got fired this last week? Haim Bloom from the Red Sox. Bear was doing handstands over this. So let me tell me you. Me too. Me and Bear, Bear was like doing. Bear advice. was doing handstands on this one. He throw. Uh, never, never liked him. Never liked. Bear him. never liked him either. And I, he did a good job in Tampa. He didn't have the results in, in Boston. I agree with you. I thought he was just a joke. Just an I absolute think he's a joke. I, I think as a president of the team, it's not for him. I think he's a really good guy to maybe manage your farm system and stuff like that. Yeah, but, you know. But, but no, I agree. He did not do a good job running the Red Sox, and uh, he paid the price. He's not a big league POB. And for those who want to know what that means, that's president of baseball ops. There's no Dave Dombrowski, that's for sure, um, which you guys got rid of, which I still can't believe you guys got rid of. But... I think they but, got rid of him because the Red Sox wanted someone who would take orders and listen to them. And I think so, too. He had free reign to do what he want. He gutted our farm system. I understand. But we won a World Series championship. My philosophy has always been the GM and the, the POB are going to do what they're going to do. But at the end of the year, if you're popping champagne and you're getting a ring, that's all that fucking matters. So right. if you got the farm system and you finished last in the division, you're an idiot. If you got your farm system and you're wearing a ring at the next opening day, <laughs> you did something right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you I know mean, how to resources. You know? Yeah. I mean, am I wrong? I mean, a no. ring's a ring. 
what it's all about. I mean, it, it's what they all want. It may, it may be time for a manager change, too, but I think the Red Sox, it sounds like they're going to leave it up to whoever takes over the team, which is the right move. I think even Alex Cora knows, like, his 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 time's limited, whether he wants it to be or not. Um, you know, he's – look, I like Alex Cora. Um, when he first came to town, you know, we got a World Series with him, with Dombrowski. Uh, you know, that was that was big. Um, I think ever since the, the Astros thing, you know, bled over to his time with the Red Sox and the, the ERA, I think that just – but you know, I put a lot of this on 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 Bloom. Okay, this. I mean, they they were. I mean, why didn't they sign Xander Bogarts? I mean, and they signed other guys. It was just I don't understand some of the logic of what they did this offseason. Alan Rubin's actually right, and I have to say, I got to give credit where it's due. And this, you well, this, us. <laughs> well th- but this kind of goes with what you're saying right now. And Alan said the Red Sox owners trading bets was the worst trade they made since selling Babe Ruth. Not the worst transaction, but their worst trade. Honestly, they should not have let him go. Bear was furious about that. They and shouldn't Bear's have. A diehard Red Sox fan. He was furious. Same thing about with Xander that. Bogarts. They should have let him go, but like, they did it because they, they were being they cheap. They had and... him for that price. That's what it made made no sense. Yeah. But Nathan Avaldi was a, was a bad loss for them. He played very well for you guys. He pitched extremely well for you guys. That was a nice signing. I know he was going to cost a little more money to keep him, but. But he was he was solid. It, I, I love that Nathan Avaldi in my rotation. Remember that game four in Los Angeles in the World Series a few years ago that went really yeah. long. Yeah, that dude came in. That dude came in and pitched like four or five shutout extra innings. Like I mean, he held that thing at bay. Absolutely. And I, I just remember after that, I'm like, that kid's getting a contract next. And that that was when we like we we acquired him via trade that season. And after that performance, I think we still lost that game. We won the World Series, but. After that, I'm like, he just got himself a contract. I mean, he showed and he deserved, up when and he it did, mattered. It was a great World Series. I mean, there's, I like guys who have had those World Series performances like that. Um, there's a few of them in, throughout history, and and, he, and that's a his, that was a very historic one. I agree. What he did. Yeah, Mike said uh, Betts looks out of place as a Dodger. He also said White Sox would take Cora. I don't know. I don't know. I th- I don't know if Cora would even keep managing. Um, I think Kev- he. I think he get. A, I think he can get another. If, I think he can get another job. If if AJ if AJ Hinch could get another job, then Cora. Bloom Cora did what his one. owner wanted. He cut payroll. The day after it was reported that Yankee tickets were being sold for a dollar, he was fired. Honestly, he that, that is true. He they they wanted to cut payroll. And he was willing to follow the orders and be like, "Oh yes, I'll do." And he, but it, but you know what? In but, the long, but, they, but in the, but the long Bogarts move, the Bogarts move didn't make sense because yeah. again, um, who they brought in, like I'm just saying, what they end up giving money to. That's why I agree with you on that. But that's not what happened. He let well, he let Bogarts go, and I think that was a bad loss for you guys. Allen said Xander was over thirty. He wanted an eight to ten year contract. It's hard to give that to Xander. Betts is worth overpaying for, but I disagree about Xander. The sale contract is. An albatross, which is handicapping them. And to be honest, he is right about that sale contract. I mean, this fucking guy, they gave him all that money, and what has he done? Other than get Tommy John and go do rehab and come back in, and then, oh, I gotta sit back down again. Like, 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 well, well, he, he brought him in to be this, like, top tier ace, like Andy Pettit and, you know, all these other greats. And what, what has he done? Like, yeah, he won a World Series, but, like, I mean, barely. I mean, individually. You know, I mean, like, when's the last time he he came? Oh, fuck! Sales on the mountain tonight. Oh boy, I'm I'm afraid. Like, 
They gotta get rid of him. That's just money down the drain. We have a big decision coming this year uh, with Nola on the Phillies. What we're gonna do with him? That's gonna be our big off-season question: if we resign him or not. I agree. It's a big, big decision. So what I just say is if Dombrowski is not going to give him the money, what is plan B? Because uh, like I said, our rotation is going to be – we have a very good – I feel really good with our rotation going into the playoffs. I'm a little more worried about our bullpen. But I feel good about our rotation starters right now. Yeah. That they could they could do they could deliver. So uh, I, I, I feel we have really good starting pitching with the Phillies right now. So I'm mixed. I'm a little on the fence what to do with Nolan, to be honest with you, because he's going to want a lot of money. And someone's gonna give it to him. You know, I just realized that we're we're past our first hour, an hour and like fifteen minutes into the show. We haven't even had yeah. one cigar discussion. And can, we got can I can I make a can I make a cigar comment here? Yeah. Okay, so you know we had Luigi. We we beat up on poor Luigi last week. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so and a lot of it was justified, but Luigi did bring up a point. Uh, uh when we were talking about the point about PCA promoting us. Okay. And he did point out the fact that um, we are on their news feed. So you can subscribe to the news feed, and they pick up our RSS feed, and you can get stuff. Now, that's not really – if you want to say that's actively promoting us, that's uh, kind of a, a double-edged sword. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I, I think Luigi is under apology. Um, it's not the way I'd like to be promoted, I'll just say, but – um, Luigi, uh, who was a very good sport on a lot of this, by the way, because I beat him up pretty good. Um, I agree. So I want Luigi deserves, and, and you, you showed me the comments after I said he's owed an apology. So, so Luigi, I do apologize to you. Um, it's true. So we got to call it out there. We got to call a spade like a spade. I, I do think the P, the PC, like I would like the PCA to be promoting our stuff a little more proactively. And I'll give you a good example. Like this week, uh, I got a comment back on the story I put up on the Pennsylvania thing. And uh, the comment was, hey, can you boldface the call to action? And my response back was, I'll do it. Yes, I'll do it. But can you guys promote my thing on the social media pages, which they ended up did doing. So, um, you know, I'm just saying that I do want them to do a little more because it like I, I was explaining to them, it improves our reach. You, you'll reach by sharing it. They'll reach people that maybe I'm not reaching is what I'm saying. So. Um, I think they need to do a better job with that. But nonetheless, Luigi is over the apology, and Luigi, uh, thanks, thanks again for pointing that out. Uh, you, you know, you got, I got to call it like it is. So, some of the other stuff I, I don't agree with you on, but um, especially yeah, but I won't rehash that again. But but that one, he, I want to, I want to apologize to him on that. Yeah, well said, well said. Um, yeah, you know, you I don't want to forget that. That's why I wanted to make sure I got that in now. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. No. That's that's fair, and, uh, and yeah, we gotta be fair. We gotta be fair on that too. Yeah, and not uh, ideal, not the ideal way I want it, but um, nonetheless, there is a mechanism to do it. Yes. And one of the things I'll say is, you know, even though this interaction between you and Luigi wasn't sunshine and rainbows, we still appreciate the feedback from the audience, and that's what oh, we, absolutely. Regardless, I'd rather if it's make the feedback than not make the feedback. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, have, I agree. We have to be able to yeah, positive or negative. It's all it's all good. Feedback is feedback, and so yeah, absolutely. And he's ta he's taking the time to do it. Um, and uh, I, I said there was a lot I disagreed with him on, and we talked point out the other thing. But when the guy did kind of because I asked him to come back with something, he did, and it should be noted. And uh, he's got my apology on that. And thank you for the feedback. Keep doing it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. 
Don't compare me to Half Wheel anymore. But yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> wow, but, we don't like that. <laughs> well, because it's not fair. It's not a fair comparison yet. But but yeah. I think we explained a lot of that other stuff. But that one, you know, I gotta be fair. The guy did. The guy did point some stuff out. And, uh, yep. Yeah, so we'll go on. Yep. Kevin, you had uh, mentioned. Sorry, you had mentioned that you wanted to talk about. Um... Uh, the Tatuahi release. Um, yes. Yeah, the, 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 face. The, fa- the face. I'm excited about that, this. I'm excited about this one. That is so cool that that is coming back. One of the best, one of the best monster original, of the original monster lines, I would say it's top three or top four for sure in my book, this one, the face. Oh, for sure. I never had the for original sure. one. When did that, when did the it's, first it's, one come it, out? 2010. Oh, that was, yeah, it was before my time. So, a uh, little story about the 2010. The first time I walked into Kirk Kendall's shop was in 2010. Um, I was in Boston, and I drove up there. And uh, the guy, about five minutes before I got in, they sold the last of um, the faces. They were gone. Oh, wow. And I, sit, and I knew they had them there. And, and, and uh, the guy working there was a guy named Al. And uh, I, it turned out Al moved to Charlotte years later, and we became friends, right? Uh, he remembered this. He actually gave me, out of his own personal stash, a, a face that he had. And I was like, he said, no, this is on me, you know. Uh, I was really kind to him. So um, that's always been, and I love that cigar. I mean, I haven't liked all the iterations of it afterwards. Some have been better than others. But that original one is like a great cigar is what I'm just going to tell folks. This is a really good monster that's come, that's getting re-released this, this next month. Yeah, it's going to be a free-for-all because, I mean, as I understand it, he has – it's going to be like the the commonly available one and then the limited edition one with the, with the chainsaw facing the other way. So, so one's more limited than the other, right? I was We had a little yeah. question on that KMA this morning. I think it's like the black and the red boxes they did last year, right? Well, that and then the, the, the Frank redo uh, where you have the right and the left to actually make yeah. Frankenstein's face. Yeah. Yeah. So one, I, I mean, I believe if I'm not mistaken, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one set of those boxes was actually numbered and then the other ones weren't. Well, right, right. Uh, the artwork that Pete did on this one um, is beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. That's One of them looks like he's giving the finger out with the chains. I'm game, Chad. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. I watched on the NKMA this morning. He's like, yeah, it looks like he's giving the finger. It does. It does. I mean, that was my first reaction, too. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was really, it was funny. We were at the amusement park last night and they're doing the Halloween, you know, theme and they're, they're walking around with these fake chainsaws last night <laughs> and I'm thinking about the face the whole time. Like, like, I mean, just that whole, the monster series as a whole, I mean, just what a hit that that's been. I mean, yeah. that's gotta be like one of the most sought after collections in the, the cigar world period. And yeah. to be able to, re- yeah. to redo it and still generate the same level of interest that you had in it from the beginning. I mean, you know, Pete Johnson yeah. is a genius for doing that. I mean, and the cigars are good to boot. Oh, I mean, when I remember when the Frank got re-released, the first time I had it, it was a little young. But it turned out to be a spectacular cigar. A few yes, months it later, did. Those fr- and I bought a bunch of those. I didn't buy a box, but I bought like eight of them, I think. And uh, I was very happy with that one. So, is it a ten uh, count box? Thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, it's thirteen. Oh, yeah, that's right, thirteen. So he's kind of gone to those the the box he did for the uh the Karloffs. 
it's kind of that same coffin type box now he's using. Mm-hmm. So there's no more dress and undress now. Um, there's no more unlucky thirteen anymore. Um, I mean, now, the, now the Kevin last year had a unique. I mean, they were kind of shaped like the like the Wild West style coffin, but it was still, yeah. you really know, nice. it was still yeah. just a generic, you know, not generic, but I mean, it was you know just kind of more of a standard box yeah. as opposed yeah. to like a dress box. Yeah. Do I have a question? This came up on KMA this morning. Kevin, is it going to have the leather cut out or is it going to have the band? I don't know. That's the part I don't know either. He hasn't shared that part yet. And I think he's kind of waiting on that. I mean, it doesn't matter to me in the end. It really doesn't matter if the cigar my is guess, the cigar. My guess is it's probably the the more limited the two might actually have that. But Yeah, that's a good guess, actually. I didn't I think it out. Yeah. I would do it, but, you know. If, okay. if it was yeah. going to be done, that's how I would do it, but who knows? Yeah. You just um, both the fuck out. Yeah. I, I want to say Jay had a Tatuaje event when I was down in uh, Dallas. I spent some time with Jay. Uh, he had a great event, uh, and he had a lot of rare stuff there. So Jay really had some good stuff. He pulled out some gems. Uh, if I had more room in my humidor, I probably would have really stocked up on, on a lot of it, but I just I don't have the room anymore for it, um, which is tough. Uh, it's just a tough time of the year to get cigars, you know, but uh, he had some great stuff. Um, you know, Jay shared some uh, with dinner. He shared a very limited thing with me as well. Uh, that Acasio's in the coffin, which was just incredible. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah, so it, it was a very, I mean, if you were a Tatawahi and there were people that came from all over to go to this event because Jay had really good stuff there. Dan Welsh from uh, who's the guy behind surrogates was there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was. It was a. I gotta say, it was a. I. Oh, you know what I smoked? I smoked a J twenty one, which I hadn't smoked in years. And what a great cigar the J twenty one is. So, um, it was a good event. Really good event. And uh, Jay did well. Hopefully, Jay made a lot of money then. Tatuate is a or Tatuaje is a brand that basically you pick it up, you know it's. I mean, you. The chances are it's going to be a good cigar. I don't think I've ever had a bad one. No matter what it was, uh, I wasn't a big fan of the Hebrews, but um, but for the most part, yeah. I mean, I I think you know the uh, the blue, the Veracruz blues were great too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you so that I know Tatawahi is yeah. just a brand that it's one of those brands, man. The last couple of years, they haven't let me down. I mean, they've been. I mean, they've been on a roll as a company. Hot. Real hot. Um, real hot. I mean, the Monster Mash series I thought was pretty good that they did as well. Yeah, um, I love that. You know, ben, went, you know, yeah, ben went through the advent calendar. Uh, he smoked every cigar in the advent calendar. And what was really cool is there were unique sizes of, of existing blends that they had put in there. So uh, I know he was very high on, on that advent calendar. So. Yeah, Barb and I actually got to enjoy those. It's like I bought two of each so that way we could – we could each, you know, in, enjoy them all, and it was neat being able to smoke through that. Is, yeah, is Ben Pete did a video did... on every one of them, which was really cool. Is Pete not so doing did... that this year? I don't think there's an advent calendar this year. Because you know what, you're right. I didn't see one at the trade show, and I feel like if yeah. there was, I think we the, seen I, it. I think the advent calendar thing has kind of run its course for a while. I see. Oliva, I think it'll come back. Oliva is doing one again. They, I didn't see that. Oliva, I didn't see it at the show. Did Oliva had one at the show? They debuted a European version at Inter Tobacco last week. Okay. Okay. 
But I wonder uh, yeah. if they're still yet to announce maybe a U.S. one that maybe they didn't yeah. show at PCA. Yeah. But they got they showed yeah. off one for Europe. So I don't know. By the way, uh, a little shout out to Paul Costco, who's the Oliva rep in Texas. I got to spend some time with him as well. What a great guy. Um, and uh, Paul was very helpful when we, you know, with Oliva, you know, every year going at the booth uh, as well. So um, they've always given us great support. So, uh, um, yeah, so hats off to Oliva. They're doing some, I mean, 135s are smoking great right now. You know, I have to re-review the 135 because it didn't get a great score and it should have got a great score. It's just maybe it was that first batch wasn't. What it, but there, I've actually gotten a lot more of those 135 since then. They're smoking great. I gotta say, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I had a 135 a few weeks ago, and uh, I was I was very impressed. Yeah, and you know, Oliva, those are some great people. You know, um, they, they they really are. I mean, I'm glad you went to the booth this year too, and kind yeah. of got got that. Yeah, and they were and they were more, like I said, they couldn't have been more welcoming at the booth. Like this is what I tell people. They couldn't be more welcoming at the booth. That's the that's one thing I'll just say. They were just they were happy that someone was coming there. Yeah, I mean, we went there. You guys went there. Half Wheel went there. Yeah. Um, I think the Dojo guys did go there this year to give them their due. They did go there this year, but I didn't see did. a lot of other okay. people. Yeah, but their their coverage was a little different. They were doing more, uh, like like they were doing more of the Instagram real type coverage, but they still were there. So right. Uh, right. You still were there, and they still did it. So uh, good for them. Yeah, I know Matt Ty's been here throughout the show. Matt, I don't, I don't know if you guys made it over to Oliva. Uh, Matt, go to Oliva next year. We'll, we'll 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 connect you to who you need to get connected to. Yeah, seriously, they it's a boost you shouldn't did miss. Did they not go? Did they not go? I, I don't know, know if they went. If they, I should say, I don't know if they went. I didn't see an Oliva video, but if they didn't go, go next year. Talk to Matt, or I will get you. We'll get you who you need to talk to there. Yeah, trust me, they, they, you won't get blown off. Is what I'm telling you. You absolutely won't get blown off. Yeah, it's just you have to know who to get to. That's very true. That's very <laughs> yeah. true. And this that year, was the hard part of knowing who to get to. Yeah, we knew Paul it, Costco. That's how we had originally gotten through there. But he hooked us up. They have now a marketing person there. So, uh, and I have her contact info. So, yeah, he said we did not, but we want to. Yeah, well, between me and Coop, we'll make that happen for you. Yeah, Matt. Honestly, it's worth your time. Uh, this is not. Uh, they, they, the last I've gone in the last three years, they've been very helpful. And I'll tell you the traffic we got on Oliva and our PCA coverage was. They were they were our they were our third most yeah, red boost. It was boost. outstanding. Yeah, yeah, they were our third most red boost. So, uh, and again, they didn't have the big star there or anything like that, you know, because uh, Corey was running around. I don't I didn't see Fred there. So, um, yeah, I mean, but but nonetheless, they still got traffic. Absolutely. Look, it's a big brand. You know, everybody I know. I had someone. I had. I had. I had uh, someone that I, I I work with and went to uh, trade school with. Uh, we keep in touch on Facebook, uh, but we don't talk a lot. But he he messaged me and he was like, "Oh, like I'm smoking this cigar because he knows about you know what I do," and it was an Oliva. And I was like, "Oh, nice!" And then he sent me another picture and he had like the Oliva sampler with like all the different blends in it. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh shit, look at that!" And it's like, you know, you. Like, I'm constantly, like, hearing from people who are just like, oh, yeah, have you had those Olivas? And I'm like, yeah. Or my favorite, that oh, have you had the Olivias? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know about that. <laughs> but, you know, the other thing is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna buy the $300 cigar, by the way, to review. I'm going to buy one. I'm going to only review. I'm, I'm not going to buy two, but I'm going to buy one. I'll disclaim it. That's only going to be a single a single cigar review. But uh, I'm going to buy it. You know, because I, at first, when I saw that presentation in the, in the pictures, it didn't. The pictures didn't do it justice. When you saw that three hundred, when you saw that release at the show, 
it was a completely when you see that in person, it's like this is really stunning. I agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and they have the Daniel Marshall gold on it and stuff. Uh, I think it's it only half, really, though. Isn't it only half gold? Not that it matters. But... It's, it, yeah, it's half gold. It goes yeah. up halfway. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, I never Matt, to smoke you that. need to send me one of those to review. Yeah. We'll, we'll Matt, make it happen. Make it happen, man. Because I'll tell you what. Um, that it's a little. I know it's a little more of a limited cigar, and sometimes they don't do as well, but Oliva is Oliva. They, I mean, the Davidoff or... Oro Blancos, I did review that, and it's one of my most read reviews. So, um, and that was half. That 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 believe is half the price of a David of Oro Blanco. So, yeah, Oro Blanco is five hundred dollars for a cigar. Now it's six hundred. Now it's six hundred. Yeah. Oh, now it is. Oh, I didn't even realize it. They raised out. it. Oh, yeah, they raised it to six. Yeah, I've had the privilege to smoke that cigar. It's. I'd say it's the second best David I've ever had. Uh, be. I think your your the snake was the best, but this was right up there. Yeah. You're the snake. That's uh, I guess we're gonna see that in a couple of years again, if Davidoff redoes. Because this is the last of the Zodiacs. Uh, the dragon is scheduled to be released. I do know that there's a dragon. They actually did release a dragon in 2012 to Asia, and it was just a very simple packaging with white bands. I think you're gonna get the full Davidoff treatment now with this. Uh, I already see a few retailers starting to post post it on their sites. So. Um, it, yeah, but did they announce it yet, though? They haven't announced it, but I'm sure they're already going to their retailers to order it. Yeah. Right, so that, that's why it's on the sites. Yeah, I'm looking at... Uh, yeah, we gotta... I gotta do some research on this one. Yeah, I actually, I really enjoyed the uh, Year of the Tiger. My only complaint there was it was just so small that... I didn't like your... Yeah, I didn't like your... I didn't like your Tiger, but I love the presentation. Before. Yeah, yeah. I like the flavor um, of it, but it it was just over too quick. I mean, that cigar, you know, less than an hour, it's gone. Yeah. I heard a lot yeah. of mixed, I, got, I heard a lot of mixed reviews on the tiger and on the rabbit. I um, I was not high on either one. Rabbit, I was really not high on. But some people loved the rabbit. Some people really liked it. I didn't get it. That was like a Solomon, wasn't there? Wasn't the rabbit like a Solomon? Um. Remember? Not really a Solomon, more like a Perfecto. It kind of had some tapering. Oh, okay. They did two rabbits. They actually did two rabbits this year. They did a Gran Toro for the flagship stores, which was a lot more limited. I didn't get that one. Yeah, I had the Perfecto, whatever. I mean, I guess whatever the shape was. And I'm kind of with Coop. Yeah. It's like, it was like, yeah. It got an 86 on Cigar Coop, that one. But I couldn't recommend that cigar, unfortunately, not at that price point. The um, but there are yeah, Davidoff's had some. I mean, I I agree with you, Matt, on the LE. I think the LE was pretty good this year that they did the black label LE. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember I had um, not this year's. Was it last year's? The LE, the LE from 2022, I think. That was the that was the black label. Yeah, that was last year. That wasn't this yeah, year. That was, yeah, that was but I reviewed it. The, it came reviewed this year. Yeah, that was a really good year. The first I, one, I, 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 I first one I had, I got from. I was at Kevin's house, and we were out back at Kevin's house, and because I think Kevin, did you buy a box of those? I did. And you gave me one, and that's when I. That's the first one I had, and I was like, yeah. and I sat with you, and I smoked it, and I was like, damn, this is actually really good. It was good. Now I, I have smoked the tenth anniversary. I wasn't as high on the the, the the Nicaragua 10th anniversary. 
Really? It it didn't smoke a cadaver of Nicaragua at all. It smoked, I don't know, it just was very average. I expected more from that cigar. Yeah, I've been curious that that one I haven't sourced yet, and I was one of curious because I always I always try to get you know my hands on the the Le Davidoffs because typically I don't, and then I smoke one, and I'm like, damn it, I should have bought a box. So yeah, they go they go fast sometimes. Yeah, I um the only limited edition Davidoff that I really did not like in recent memory was the Winston Churchill. That they did within the Fat Perfecto last year. I didn't like it either. I I didn't. I wasn't. I well, also a lot smoked. Of liked him. I also smoked that with Kevin. We were at Empire in Miami with the girls after the twenty-two Great Smoke, mm-hmm. and I saw it and I said I'm gonna smoke it. And I just remember sitting there and I was like, probably I don't know, like a half hour into it. And Kevin's like, well, What do you think? And I was like. I feel like I'm wasting my Wait, time. Like, what is going on? Yeah, it didn't have anything. It didn't have anything that really reached out and grabbed you. Like it yeah. should. Yeah, it was just I, I like you know, and then you get that shape which doesn't draw the best because of how you know sharp that tapering yeah. is, and then there was like no flavor to it, and I was like, what did I just pay forty dollars for? I mean, this is this is stupid. I'd go back to a Coraline Winston Churchill. That's I mean, David of Winston Churchill. Oh yeah, it would great. Now. Or late hour, I mean, late hour. The, yeah, the late hour. I absolutely love the late hours. That is they a age, phenomenal they age so cigar. Well. The late hours are age really, really well. Those cigars. The uh, late hour was the first box of Davidoff I ever bought. Yeah. Back in like 2018. Yeah. The, yeah. There was some big. You know, I know it was a slow week for news, right? It actually, but there was a was story that I thought was was interesting this week. Um, the the hiring of Jim Young by Placencia, I thought was oh, yeah. a brilliant move. Jim Young's a former Cigar Coup Person of the Year, so he was the first winner. He was the first one of the first winners of the. Of, he was a co-winner that year. Um, and because there were two, it was Hans Christian and Coast Guard, the CEO. Uh, but Jim Young did an incredible job when he was with Davidoff, especially in the U.S. Uh, you can't deny it. This guy, uh, he, and I think this was a great hire by Placencia. Um. They, he's got. I think he. You know, they're looking to make Placencia a luxury brand. Jim knows that. They want to get. I know. I've talked to people with Placencia. They want to. They really want to expand their international presence. Jim's got a lot of international experience when he was Javita's chief commercial officer in Basel. Yeah. So I think this. So apparently it's an interim job. Um, I think if he if he wants the job, he can get it. It sounds like, but um, I think he's also semi-retired. As well, so I think this was a brilliant move by Placencia. He's not going to be running the factory or the farm. He's the CEO of Placencia eighteen sixty five, which is the distribution company. So, but I think that was one of the best hires I've seen this year. Yeah, I mean, he has quite the extensive background. He also spent twenty four years in the beverage industry. Yeah, yeah, he um, knows this. Yeah, he, he worked for Seagram. He worked for Diageo. You know, he for Diageo for a long time. Yeah, major company. I mean, you're talking yeah. big, yeah. like Sazerac, big. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so a very similar kind of industry, I would say, too. So, um, you know, yeah, he, he for a brand like Placencia. Yeah, it's a no brainer. He, he actually heavy-hitter. got promoted out of that job. So he got promoted to chief commercial officer and he actually relocated to Basel for a few years. So he went to like that right. corporate. So, so yeah, he did. Oh, but he did. Yeah, he did a great job running Davidoff North America. I think, you know. 
you look at what they were doing sales-wise and opening up uh, appointed merchants and stuff like that. He did an unbelievable job. And he was there when the whole – when he was the one who had to roll out the Davidoff Nicaragua, um, which is why we kind of gave him person of the year that year. Is, is So is when he went to Switzerland, is that when Dylan Austin got promoted? D- uh, Dylan got promoted after that, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Dylan got promoted. Dylan replaced him, yeah. So nice. Dylan got that job in 2018. Or early 2019, he got that job. And that's around the time Jim went to Switzerland. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say, I think that's the correct timeline of uh, events. Yeah, yeah. But he did, he did a great job, yeah. So I think it's a great hire for Placencia, um, for sure. You know, Davidoff rolled out. Davidoff, Nicaragua, 10-year. Um, they have Camacho. They just released the Camacho Broadleaf, which I have not smoked yet either. I am in possession of it, but I haven't smoked it yet. Oh, you're in possession of it. Okay. Yeah. Kevin, yeah. you haven't smoked it yet, right? I did. I smoked it at Rocky Mountain. I don't think they were ready to smoke yet when I got to smoke it. So I've got some that are sitting just I'm waiting. waiting. Yeah. 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 I, those are two that are on my list. I still need to go out and order them. Um, I haven't got to them yet, but I, I know those definitely need to be smoked before the end of the year. Um yeah, that, see, they're they, not eligible for the coop list because they came out after after the deadline. But yeah, right. Um, so I'm not rushing to smoke it. Yeah. So we gotta definitely check those out. Um, I will say, outside of that, though, what I'm getting to is, you know, Davidoff has been a little quiet. I mean, we saw the Avo seasons. Um, a nice release. A I nice don't think release. it's captured what the old LEs have captured, though. Yeah, I you know, agree. They, they stopped the, but I think it was time to retire. The, I think it was a time to retire the LE series. So I don't have a problem with that. I just feel like the the Avo seasons didn't get the, and I could be wrong. I mean, anyone who's a Davidoff retailer who has it um, can can chime in and correct me. Uh, but I just fr- from the people I talk to and you know what I just what I see. I mean, I see stuff online of you know what products are doing what. Uh, from my perspective, it just seemed like that didn't really get any buzz. You know, it just seemed like it was like, oh, okay, cool. But, like, I didn't see anyone smoking it. Didn't hear anyone talking about it. I didn't really see any shops advertising for it, uh, pushing for it. or anything. It just kind of seemed like, I, I mean, I saw that we got the press release that they went out, and then, like, that was it. I didn't really hear much about it after that. And um, outside of that... I've had several people, you know, in conversation, you know, they, you know, when Davidoff comes up, we talk about Davidoff and, you know, a lot of people say to me like, yeah, well, what's going on with the Avo brand? Like, are they done with that or what? Because it just seems so stale. And I'm like, I think they're trying to figure out what to do with it. Yeah. I think, I think they need the, the needs. I know they've been doing some, uh, some questionnaires to retailers on it right now. Yeah, um, I, 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 I agree. I, I think that they, 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 it's like they don't know what to do with it. And it just, I don't know, like. I I hope they don't go the route of small batch releases with Avo. I don't think that's the answer. Um, they kind of were doing that with Davidoff White Label for a while. I didn't like that approach at all. Um, I think they need to really resurrect the Avo core lines. Um, it seemed like when they re- brought back Avo Maduro, they were on the right path with that. Um, you know, I think they need to. I think they just need to put a little more investment in the core lines with them right now. Um, I just wonder if there's any kind of like a almost like a trust issue with the brand even with consumers with that that whole like that awful unexpected line oh i remember that 
Yeah, um, maybe, I, maybe I think it most people kind of advertised as something that it wasn't. I don't know. I think most consumers, I don't think, remember that much anymore about it. We tend to have short memories in the cigar business, but I think some retailers haven't forgotten that. So that has a lot to I think that's a bad or worse tone with the retail community right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was so in, that I could say, yeah. I, I was they, in a, they still have work. I was in a shop the, the day that that whole thing kind of went down, and I just remember I walked in, and the first thing that they said to me, you hear about Avo? And I was like, no. And, they, and I was like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's bullshit. And I was like, oh, well, I, I don't know. Well, it was nuts seeing some of the retailers. I mean, those things literally the day after that happened, those things hit the clearance bins. Oh, yeah, they, they were pissed. They they were pissed. And I remember walking in, they said that to me, and I just remember looking to the right, and there was the whole, like, display. And I'm like, huh, oh, yeah. You know, pissed. one thing I'll give <laughs> – one thing I'll give Dylan Austin a lot of credit. We had Dylan Austin on our show about two months after that happened. And he was very transparent that that was a failure on their part. Um, so, you know, I, I, they recognized it was a mistake. A mistake was made. Davidoff's probably made, you know, I mean, Davidoff's a company. They've, they've had more wins. You know, they've done a lot of great things. So oh, for it sure. was a mistake. It was a mistake. Um, and uh, hopefully they've moved on. But I think it, I think some retailers still have that taste, you know, Especially the ones that put it out in the clearance bin. I mean, of course, there's, there's, I think, an issue on that end with them, you know? I just remember those cigars disappeared very quickly after that debacle. And I, mm-hmm. I bought a bunch they, of them. They, I never they reviewed blew them. them I out. never reviewed them. I bought a bunch of them, and I never reviewed them. So I still, uh, I still, I still, I still have them here. I mean, we, they, they get smoked occasionally, but... Yeah, they're not bad. They're, they're fine. No, they're yeah. not bad. I mean, they're quite a lot. I bought a bunch of them. I bought a bunch of them, yeah. Yeah. Wow, Jay, Jay's... Jay's given us an Alan Rubin response to this one. This is great. Davidoff has lost some luster in the last few years. Zeno is in the wilderness. Camacho is a mess. Avo is stale. White Label doesn't seem to have the same panache. Is that how you say that word? Uh, that mm-hmm. it did a few years ago. And the departures of Hanky and Eladio haven't resonated well in the U.S. Internationally, they will seem strong, but Oliva has been gaining significant ground on them internationally. In Europe, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I didn't. I, I didn't like the whole vault series thing they did. It's a bold statement. Yeah, I didn't like the vault series when they were bund- putting Davidos in bundles. Oh, I know. And uh, and I could tell you at least two retailers refused to bring them in because this they said like that's you know they invest in merchandising is a key part of what Davidoff is and now you're bringing in bundle cigars. I do I just did never understood that one. Not that the cigars weren't good, right? But it doesn't fit. Davidoff was all about their merchandising. You know, mm-hmm. much like Perdomo is very focused on merchandising, Davidoff was very – and that just flew in the face of uh, everything. Now, that Z, you know that Zeno Nicaragua is one of the most read reviews I ever had on Cigar Club. Yeah. A lot of people read that review. So um, I just didn't like the fact they called it Zeno because Zeno was actually more of a luxury brand than um, Davidoff when it came out. It was it was meant to be really ultra-premium. Yeah. Yeah, and then they went out with this like fresh pack thing, and you know we like, they, they were reaching a different segment in the market, but they were using the Zeno name, which I didn't like. Right, you know, it's like does Lamborghini uh, come out with you know a four door compact sedan for you know thirty five thousand yeah. dollars? No, like they're no. coming out with cigars that were really designed to be like when they acquired Cusano. I thought the whole point of uh, when they acquired Cusano. Was gonna be that was Cusano was gonna be that brand and Davidoff. It never really 
worked out like that. And Cusano, I mean, that's like a catalog brand. I mean, it, it, they're good cigars, and they're they're inexpensive cigars. They're, but they're you could, you know, they're good cigars. They were always good cigars. Going back to when the uh, the, the Cusanos owned it, Joe and Mike. So I don't know. I feel like it might be time for them to to sell some of those non Davidoff brands like Avo. I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe I they... wouldn't sell. I wouldn't sell Avo. I'd sell Camacho sell? before I sell Avo. I'd sell Camacho before. You'd I sell, sell Camacho. Why would you sell Camacho? Um, I think because um you could focus more as a DR company. Okay. And you it would streamline you a lot more. You just focus everything out of what you're doing in the DR. Um, that makes sense. That would be my feeling on it. Um. I think Camacho. I, I like what they've done this year, coming out with the with the Broadleaf. I do think that was a good move with Camacho. That's some. It's the most exciting thing I've seen from Camacho in a while. So um, I'm I'm excited to smoke that cigar. I think they've done a good job with making Camacho an international brand. They don't get the credit for that, but Camacho has become a like. It wasn't an international brand like it is now. Ten years ago, it's much more popular overseas. So they do well with it overseas, but I think it's also. I think they can get money for that. Jay said Davidoff should buy AJ. That would be exciting. I don't know if I see that. I, I I don't see AJ buying. I don't see AJ selling. Yeah, I don't. Them. I don't. Yeah. I I don't know. I just don't see them really. Unless they, yeah. I mean, they get tobacco from AJ. I can tell you that AJ tobacco in the Nicaragua. So AJ's tobacco is in the Nicaragua. I've seen the bales. So. Right. Yeah. If you go in the factory, you'll see the AJ bales in there. And I asked, and I said, "Yo, we use AJ tobacco." Wasn't like a secret, yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Another thing that I wanted to bring up, this is still kind of cigar related, although not really product related. Um, this is more of like a, a lighter note thing that I think could be fun. Anybody follow the saga with Mickey Pegg this week? The baggage saga? Sa mm-hmm. Not really. I mean, I saw him complaining his bags were lost, but I don't really, really follow it all that close. So apparently, apparently, his bags, he lost his bags at the airport, and then apparently they got stolen, and there was cigars in there, and people were selling the cigars to retailers? But or they were, they were attempting to sell them, at least. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't yeah. know that. I knew, he had a, I knew his tag was saying where the bags were. They were at a residence? Yeah, he said that they went to like he went to a couple of retailers in the Philly area, and the guys had been there trying to sell his cigars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I was wow. like, "Holy shit! This is uh, this is quite the thing." You know, I gotta let me go to his Facebook page. I gotta I gotta find this because I, I, I remember yeah, seeing I didn't it. Go, and I, I was like, honest, "Oh I shit!" And then it was it was Nicole and Mitchell who were like, "Oh yeah, you didn't follow that?" They're like, "Oh yeah, like the, the guys like stole his cigars out of his luggage and they tried to sell them to retailers." <laughs> wow, like, what? I did not. <laughs> oh man, I gotta try to find this. I wish Mickey was here watching. He could chime in. You know, he was with Alan Rubin. Oh yeah, that's Real true. Quiet. Alan, Alan would know. Alan knows all, doesn't he? Well, no, the bad luck. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, Alan. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Alan. I'm kidding, Alan. I'm kidding, Alan. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh man. Okay. Uh, Here's Mickey, had, uh, Mickey. Uh, I think Mickey had his. Um, he had some of his solamentes in there because he was very limited with those. So his last post said, "Update: 
Thank you, Chad and ABC Six for chasing the. Yeah, he. Yeah, he actually. ABC Six. He ABC got, Six got involved with he this. He got Chad and ABC Six in Philadelphia to actually get on this. And best, news, best news in Philadelphia by Action News Six. Yep. And it says for chasing these mutts around all day. Looks like we found them. They were trying to sell the cigars at vape shops in Philly and Camden areas. Bag on the run. Thank you for no help, American Airlines. Somebody is well-dressed and smoking some amazing All Saints and McAuliffe cigars. The funny thing <laughs> is, it spent some time parked outside Philadelphia Police Department at 50th and Pine. They couldn't find it. And he's got screenshots of the bag with the air tag. On oh, the my bag. goodness. I, I got to check this out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is this is like, you know, it's not like major cigar industry news, but it's, it's kind of a cool story. And if you follow it along, I mean... Um, but yeah, apparently, yeah, this was uh, this was an ABC six too. They they uh, they jumped in and helped him track this shit down. I gotta check this out. Like ABC six is, I think, the best local news in Philadelphia too. They do a great job. Uh, when I when I lived in the area, I'd always tune into Action News at night. Yeah, uh, he made another post and said, "Okay, American Airlines, is this whack a mole? My air tag has." My luggage all over Philadelphia and back to the airport and back in Philadelphia. Thank you, Chad of ABC News, for chasing my luggage all day. Okay, so here's my question. If you're the guy stealing this bag, what's the first thing you would do with that tag? You see that? Wouldn't you pull that tag off? Not well, that's if you can find it. I mean, you can hide it pretty well in a suitcase to where. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you can, you can hide them. I have mine. Like, because I have air tags in all my bags and luggages and my equipment cases and everything, and in my suitcase, in my equipment case, I have them taped under the liners. So, like, you know, unless you really know and you're tearing, most I feel like most people they steal the bag, they open the bag, and they go, oh, and they don't really think of it. But like underneath the lining, if you have it like taped in there, and, and they're pretty flat, um, especially if you get it like off to the side or in the corner or something where you might not notice it. Um, yeah, they probably had no idea there was an air tag in there. Okay. Interesting. That would be my, yeah, I mean, that's what I would think. Uh, they probably just had no idea, and they were being tracked the whole time. But it sounds like they got them. Good for Mickey. See, this is why you should put air tags in your, uh... Right, my wife uses the air tags on her car keys. I know that. I don't use yeah, them. Yeah, if that's, if that's not, a, if that's not a, like, a good promotion for air tags, I don't know what is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in, in most cases, I, I don't check a bag in. And um, if I do, if I have good cigars, they don't go in. But Mickey's had, Mickey had a lot of cigars. He was going out to shops and everything, so I can understand that. Yeah, you know, yeah, for, of... a, for us, when we travel, cigars get carried on. Yeah. I carry stuff with me. I keep it in um, I keep it in my, um, my like, travel humidors, like, in my luggage. Um, but one of the things that, um, you know, like I was saying on the other show is like, you know, Kevin, like when I come to town there for like a trade show or whatever, all that, all that stuff, I mostly ship, I ship most of that back. Um, right. just cause I don't like to carry too much with me. Uh, just like for that reason, or just because like, it's, you know, like it's just room wise and weight and all that stuff. So a lot, like if, if I, and even if I don't go to like a trade show, like there's been times I went to Miami and I just, I had a lot of stuff with me. I shipped it home. Um, like last time I was in Miami, I was, I would, we went to the great smoke. Then we went down to Miami. I was with you and Barbara before I went to the airport. Like I remember going to the UPS store in Miami and I, I shipped a whole bunch of stuff home and, um, just cause it's easier that way. But I mean, 
in Mickey's situation, I get it too because like he kind of needs it on him and ready to go. When yeah, he, yeah, he told totally that. Because he's yeah. doing his shops and stuff. He needs. He can't be waiting for packages. So yeah, we did the same thing as you last year because we we went to the Great Smoke and then we went to Camp Camacho in Honduras. And the last thing I wanted to do is take all that stuff to Honduras and try to get it in and out of Honduras. So we shipped it all home. Yeah, um, it, it's really the best way. It's you know that's what that's what I recommend. I mean, if you have a lot, if you have a lot of stuff, just ship it home. Um, like those like when I went down to Orlando, if you not I went all over Florida. We, me and Nicole went down twenty one. Uh, we drove around with Carney. For those who remember the the Carney road trip, uh, we flew into Miami. Where did we fly into? I think we yeah we flew into Miami. And we went to Miami. We did shit there. And then we drove all the way up. We went. We stopped like every shop along the way. And we eventually made our way back to Orlando, and we were, you know, with John, where he lives. And then we went to Corona. We bought a bunch of stuff. I remember before we went home, like I had a whole bunch of stuff, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring all this. I bought, I bought boxes of fucking everything. And I just remember, like, I'm gonna get this home. And I went to go to the airport, and I was like, Fuck, this sucks. And I just remember <laughs> saying, never again. I can't, like, I just, I. My bag was over the weight. I had nowhere to put it. I had to pay the... F I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just shipping it home. <laughs> like, this is just too much. Yeah, yeah, when we fly, like, the check bags are usually reserved for bringing back allocated whiskeys that I can't get out here. Mm. Yeah, that too. I've done that. Usually when I go to... Usually when I go to Vegas, I come back with Room 101 Gin, Smoke Wagon, and I actually find Weller out there pretty good. So I'll usually grab all that stuff when I go you out there. You find Wallow here? Yeah. Wow. You know where I always find it? At the uh, at the Whole Foods down um, by the Mandalay Bay. Just past the sign. Okay. We find, like, I Ohio is my Weller huh. hotspot. Huh. We all know about Ohio. Ohio is like the, the, the magnet for Weller. I don't know what it is. Yep. It all goes there. It's weird. Like... You know, I go to liquor stores here, like everywhere, and they're like, "Oh, I don't got any," or it's like three hundred dollars for like one bottle. But you go to Ohio, and like, you know, Antique One Hundred Seven sits on the shelf like Jim Beam, and it's like, "What's going on here?" Like, I don't. It's crazy. Forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, at forty nine ninety nine, it's just like, what's going on? <laughs> like, you know, it's like you can't find it to save your life anywhere green else. Labels, regular green labels, like twenty one bucks. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I don't get it, but it, that's just how it works. I mean, I got to drive out to Ohio just to so buy a bunch of 107. <laughs> it's, well, it's we'll, be, we'll, we'll be there within the next couple of years, so we'll be able to hook you up. Oh, yeah. I'll be calling you all the time. Be like, Kevin, can you send me some bottles of Antique 107 because it just sits on the shelf over there? Thanks. <laughs> oh, Ohio, Mike, Ohio drive through liquor stores. I, I remember seeing those. I remember we were in uh, – where was it? We were in Louisiana um, back in the days when I used to travel travel the world shooting uh, USPSA. And we went and they had the drive through daiquiri places where you actually can go through and get a daiquiri. And it's in a styrofoam cup with a straw in it. And they put a piece of scotch tape over the straw. They're like, oh, it's a sealed, it's, you know, it's a sealed container. Don't you be taking that tape off the straw and drinking it till you get home. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm sure everyone sure. leaves that tape on because they're you know, yeah. following the rules. Sure, not a problem. <laughs> Connecticut has it too. Connecticut's got drive-through uh, liquor stores, which is uh, which is we don't have that here in Massachusetts. We're not allowed to have anything cool and fun here in Massachusetts. This is like North Korea, right? 
When you come here, <laughs> like there's no cigar shops. You know, the liquor stores are all owned by corrupted criminals. So when you find stuff, it sits on the shelf for like, you know, thousands of dollars when it has an MSRP of like two digits. Um, it's crazy. It's 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 weird here. It's you know, it's like behind the Iron Curtain, Massachusetts. Well, it's the same way here for a lot of the allocated stuff. Like Weller here, you know, like Weller, like the like the the 107, or even just like the Green Label. Like the Green Label, I think it starts at like a buck fifty, and the 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 107 is like two hundred, and it's like. Dude, freaking fly to Cleveland and get this shit. You know, I can buy a case of it for less than you're selling a bottle. I just wanted to address this comment that was just made because I, you know, unsubbing because of the Gurkha backdrop. Come on, guys. Well, first of all, in in our line of work, it doesn't matter what the company is. You know, backdrops are are paid for. They're not just up there like for shits and gigs. Uh, you know, Gurkha. You know, they get some great people there in the office. Uh, I agree. Know, Juan, Bianca, um, they've mm -hmm. always been great to us, and yep. they're great people, and they've been great partners of ours, and, you know, they, they paid for it. They paid for it to be there. That's why it's there, um, and we appreciate that, you know, because that money goes into uh, into our business, and it helps us grow and do all the things that we like to do, and, you know, I understand that there's a lot of people who, you know, maybe have some feelings about Gurkha in one way or the other, but, you know, I can tell you, uh, what they're doing right now, they're doing some great things. And yep. I really think that they're turning the ship around. And I think that people are just not giving them credit for that. Or they're, you know, they're not trying it's like some of their newest stuff. Um, I, and it's something that I've brought up with Juan multiple times on the show, multiple times. So like, Hey, you know, all this hate talk against Gurkha, you know, like, you know, let's clear the air. Like, you know, uh, as you know, you know, a major part of that company who represents it every day, you know, and he came out and said, yeah, we've made some mistakes as a company and we've, we've done some things. We, we licensed a lot of our uh, things out that we had no say Big on. Big part. And, right. People don't realize that part. Yeah. Yeah. The stuff and, going to Cal was licensed stuff. It's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's, and, uh, yeah. you know, at, yeah, yeah, later. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I mean, if you don't want to watch the show, that's fine. I, I look, you know, yeah. just cause of the Gurkha backdrop. I mean, that's oh. your choice, but I, I just feel like it's just, you know, I don't know. There's a Gurkha it's... review. I have, Yeah, I have a Gurkha review coming out, and if it performs how it did in the pre-smoke I did with it, it's potentially top 25 candidate uh, for, for the list. They they are doing some, and it's a collection, uh, especially Yeah. Which was a really good release they did. Um, and um, you know I'm critical of TAA cigars. But they knew how to do a TAA release. They packaged it beautifully. It was a good cigar for the TAA. Um, I I gotta just yeah again. I agree on all those sentiments. They're doing some good thing. And you know they discontinued a couple of cigars. But I wouldn't take that as oh Gurk. I think I think they had to make room for other stuff. And you know those were stuff probably that they're more trying to use to like them. improve yeah, those, the brand with. Yeah, I think the problem is those cigars were being made at Aganarsa, and they were a little more expensive. They probably just didn't have you know, the margins that they have on some of the other cigars, I get it, but um, sometimes when you discontinue a cigar, that's a sign of strength more than a weakness, is what I would say. Yeah. I think they're doing all, I think, Matt, I agree, they're doing, they're, there's, uh, Juan and Bianca have been tremendous over the years to us as well, so, uh, and when I give them a bad review, I don't get the phone call from them. They take it, you know, and they've had some, they've had some less than stellar reviews, they've had some good ones, though, so. I agree, I mean, yeah. look, I mean, uh, 
<laughs> it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's just, look, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, if you don't, if you don't like agree with the brands, you know, it, yeah, that's fine. And I, I understand, but I, 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 I bet mean, they've had a couple of minutes. Tranto was a big miss for me, the 30th anniversary. Now they have the 35th. So, um, but I, I Tranto was a big, I, I don't like miss for me. I just, I just don't like being faulted for, for having a good relationship with the brand. And, you know, no, it's part of what we support and, and they support what we do too, because that's why Kevin's <laughs> sitting in front of it. You know, they sent a check. So they, they, I mean, they, they believe in what we do. Most bash brands probably, like just from chattering the industry, but I mean, some of it maybe is deserved, but I mean, a lot of it isn't. I mean, it's just hearsay, you know, to Coop's point, you know, they definitely have had some, some great products in the past few years. And, and, you know, Juan's a great dude. And, you know, if it wasn't great. for them, I wouldn't be able to be here. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very true. Uh, they, uh, and look, they, they do other things besides sponsor for us. I mean, they, they give us press information. They're very responsive on that stuff. So, um, yeah, um, they, they, I think they're, they're definitely, you know, I think they, I think they're working to get better cigars. I think some of the revenants they did were, were great that they did. Um, I think they're getting back to a little more of the Gurkha style packaging this year, if you notice at the trade show. And I think that's important for them. They were always known for their packaging, so. They shouldn't get away from that. So they got away from it. I think they were just trying some other things. Um, but now they're kind of getting back to some of that. And I, I'm looking forward to trying those cigars that they're coming out with this year at the show. So the Year of the Dragon. I just spoke Year of the Dragon. I just spoke Year of the Dragon. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I actually I have the Year of the Dragons, and I have the 35th Anniversaries actually right here. Yep. yep. Um, um, I got the Beauty Anniversary. Right in here. Yep. Uh, uh, right here. Beauty back in its day was a great cigar. Back in when they had the original, they originally came out. Um, yeah, they're all right up on top. You got the Gurkha Ghost Connecticut, Collection yeah. Special. Well, um, I wasn't big on the Ghost Connecticut, but um, a lot of people liked it. So Grand um, Age Two for the money is a nice, you know, nice. What a value that is! Uh, the value great value. Cigar. Yeah. Value cigar. Yeah, one of my um, one of my favorite Gurkhas of all time is the uh, the Ghost Angel Tubo. Oh, that yeah. thing is what a, what a great cigar, and I mean that's that cigar. I mean it's like the wrapper on that yeah. thing is literally like charcoal black. It's yeah. crazy, like how dark that cigar is. But I mean, what a good smoking cigar. You know, Gurker Ghost actually made my decade list of the top cigars of the decade um, for Impact, the Impact list, because that was a monster hit for them, sales wise, monster hit. And they have and, and Juan and Bianca came on the show in January, and they had, when they. You know, they first announced the the Ghost Connecticut. You know, they asked if they could, you know, do that on the show, and I said, yeah. And we talked about it, and they said, you know, the the Ghost the Ghost brand is like our our biggest workhorse. I mean, that's that that brings the money in, and they're like, you know, expanding on it with the Connecticut shade, like a yeah. brainer. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. The Gold was an underrated cigar by them, and they'll tell you, I think that one kind of got a little lost when they were doing some stuff. Uh, that was the second one they did after the original Ghost Maduro. Uh, good cigar um, as well. Mm -hmm. So I agree. So, yeah, uh, I like what they've been doing um, for sure. Uh, Gurkha Nicaragua is a great everyday cigar. They make that Aganorsa. So. Um, but, yeah, I just I saw that and like, you know, I, I and look, people have their opinions and I, and I respect that because I think everyone right. des deserves that. Yeah. right. But but I mean, don't. I just just don't bash us because you know we've we've done a good job with, um, 
with you know our relationship with them and, and they wanted to be a part of that so yeah I, they I, want to be I part can't... of it they they know it's important to keep stuff like this going yeah uh a lot of our sponsors are you know they want obviously get value of what they're doing but there's another part is they want to they want this medium to continue to flourish so they they understand a lot of sponsors have made long term commitments to us on that, um, and look, we don't have to like every cigar that a sponsor has. So, um, you know, that's true. It, it happens. It happens. I mean, I just like I said, Davidoff has been a sponsor of mine on the website, and then uh, the uh, you know I didn't give the rabbit a great review. It just happens sometimes. So, but yeah, that's all. I just I wanted to say that I, I saw that and I just was kind of like I mean. I, just, I don't know. I just didn't think that was a great comment. What well, almost even begs the question is like, a, like I mean, I know, like I hear a lot of you know negative and a lot of bashing about Gurkha, and it and it almost you know makes me even ask the question is like, some of the people bashing have they even smoked them or are they just bashing them because I hear everybody else bashing them, so it's just yeah they get bashed. Yeah, you know, it's almost like Nickelback syndrome, right? You know, everyone always shits on Nickelback, but it's like. How many of the people who are like, yeah, Nickelback, man, they, they suck. And it's like, have you ever like even listened to have them? Listened or... them? Have you listened to them? Yeah. It's yeah, like, or, I, I... or or it's the people who who do listen to them and like actually don't mind listening to them. But like when it comes up, they're like, yeah, yeah, fuck Nickelback. And it's like, I like. And by the way, I like Nickelback, and <laughs> I, too. I, don't, I don't, I don't make any uh, bones about it. Um, yeah, I, I said I that. I know. Yeah. I said that before. I'm like, I don't understand why yeah. everyone like shits on Nickelback. Like what? Like, yeah. Yeah. I used to listen to that back in the day. Could you? Yeah, I, I like. Uh, I think Chad Kroger's great. So. Uh, yeah, but it's like the same thing, though. You know, it's like you go on it, social it, media. It's like, oh, it it's old, friends don't let friends smoke Gurkha, and it's like, have you and, and smoked you know, the ghost? I'll say this: you know, good. the whole thing with Kaizad, I think they really worked hard to try to get regain trust with people, and I they have. So. They've made some headground with that night. You know, I interviewed Juan around the same time you did. I think it was a few weeks afterwards, and. uh that was the last time I brought it up. That was the last time I, I brought up the Juan one more time. I don't think I need to bring it up anymore at this point. Um, and Juan has never like when that whole thing happened with Kaizad, he took every. I mean, the, when it first happened and we had him on, he took every question on that. And uh, I, I, you know, how how much he came on the show, he didn't put any re restrictions on it. So we we asked the questions and then we moved on to talk about some of the other things they're doing, which I think is very positive. So. Yeah. I agree. I think they're doing yep. a great job. Juan's a great guy. Juan's a great uh, one of the great guys in the industry. Juan Lopez, yeah. I agree. Uh, too. And then Bianca going back to Gurkha was a great move because she was missed. Um, they had, a, they had a, Christine was good when she was there for a while, but Bianca, I know Bianca for a long time, and she's always been good with us there. So, I agree. I agree. And you know, mm -hmm. look, I just I appreciate them a lot. You know, for believing yep. in us, and that's all I really have. Yep, to say. Yep, absolutely. So, that's a good job. Yeah. Um, you know that that's it. That's all I wanted to say. But anyway, uh, I think that's going to be our show for this week. I, yeah, um, yep. I think I'm going to wrap it up there on that note. All right. Okay. Uh, but, but I want to thank everyone for being here and watching and listening to this show. Yep. Uh, we appreciate it. Don't forget to like and subscribe everywhere you get your podcast from, on our YouTube channel and all of our social media. And as always, don't forget to visit SmokingTobacco.com where you can read more cigar news, reviews, and other happenings from the cigar industry. Uh, we'll see you next week with John Carney on the Smoking Tobacco Show. We'll be back two weeks from tonight for another episode of Spare Notes. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content.
And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.